Yes, now it is time to meet your late model field. We'll start with the man on the inside right here out of Red Deer, Alberta. Car number 36. He's got three previous starts out here at Penticton Speedway. Grant Brown lining up and ready to go for tonight's Western Rattler 300. All right, we'll go to the outside of Grant now. The 15 car out of Sylvan Lake, Alberta. Got this car from New Brunswick in the offseason and making his debut at Penticton Speedway. Tony Terrence behind the wheel of car number 15. Moving on to uh, some of our competitors that had to run in the Baker's Dozen qualifying race here to set the latter half of the field. 51 car defending West Car champion from 2021 out of Quinnell, Jarrett Bond in car number 51. Moving on now to the inside, driver out of Edmonton in car number 53, making uh, his late model debut here at Penticton Speedway. He's had uh, previous starts in the RS1 series. This is Adam Dowler in car number 53. Next up, car number 67 coming to us out of Kamloops. Had a little bit of a rough go in the Baker's Dozen qualifier. Had to pull in early, but watch for him to charge through the field later on. This is Jeff Cameron in car number 67. Moving on now to the 56 car, a guy who had a very strong run last night. The Baker's Dozen was leading the race before he had a mechanical black flag from Kelowna. This is Steve Lingard in car number 56. All right, we'll keep on rolling. The number 19 car, watch for this driver to come up through the field. Three-time Canada 200 winner and a three-time champion with the uh, ARCA OK Tire Sportsman Series here on the West Coast. This is Corbin Thomas out of White Rock. Moving to the inside, the number 60 car making the long toe down from Kitimat. How about giving it up for Trevor Reinhardt in car number 60? And in car number four from the island, made his first full season with... The Keg Late Model Series Championship over on the island. Car number four from Victoria, Kyle Cottom. Moving on now to the next competitor in the Western Rattler 300. Car number three, usually it's car number 21. A man who has plenty of experience here at Penticton Speedway. Back behind the wheel of a late model. This is Jason White in car number three. And on Jason's outside in the 34 car coming to us out of Prince George, he won 2500 bucks last night in the Baker's Dozen Qualifier Race. This is Daryl Horwath in car number 34. Moving on now to your top 12 qualifiers, the other half of the Dowler Brothers in the number 35 car. This is Noel Dowler Jr. in car number 35, coming to us out of Edmonton. And in the 11th starting position, the other half of the White Brothers, fittingly, in the number 29 machine, driving it for Shane Harding. This is Jim White in car number 29. Moving on now to your 10th place starter, making the tow from Saskatoon, his first visit here to Penticton Speedway. Matthew Shirley in car number 12. Give it up for Matt. Next row, moving on now, car number 9, the second Mopar in the field for the folks at Northern Provincial Pipelines. From Sydney over on the island, this is Daryl Midgley in car number 81. And on the inside, in eighth, in the number 69 car, one of the owners here at Penticton Speedway. He's won in everything from Toyota Atlantic to the Players GM Challenge Series, trying to win the Western Rattler 300. This is Trevor Seabird in car number 69. All right, we'll move on now to our seventh place qualifier, the number 92 car, the 2016 West Card Champion out of Terrace, B.C. This is Logan Jewell in car number 92. And on Logan's inside, the other half of the Lake Excavating racing team at Avion Motorsports, the 09 car, he had a win here in the RS1 series last season, Riley Siebert in car number 09. Moving on to our fifth place qualified driver, the man who had the longest tow 
out of anybody to race here this weekend. Coming out of Nova Scotia, Kyle Reed in the 42. And now starting in fourth, you're defending Penticton Speedway, late model champion. Out of Kaledon in car number one, Matt Stephenson behind the wheel of the one car. Moving on now to our third place qualifier. He has a Canada 200 win to his credit at West Shore Motorsports Park. Also a late model champion at that facility. It is Brandon Carlson out of Sandwichton on the island. And now to our front row. On the outside of the front row, the number eight car out of Edmonton. He has experience in everything from the Arkham Menards West Series to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. This is Kelly Admiral in car number eight. And the man who qualified quickest yesterday and will start on the pole for the Western Rattler 300 here at Penticton Speedway. Out of Pitt Meadows, car number 10, Wes Mater. And Wes, uh, again, we were talking a little bit, it uh, seems like the car is running pretty good. And you, you've only made two starts in uh, one of these super late models with this thing. And it's kind of getting the driving to catch up with the car almost at this point uh, with, with the lack of experience in one of these things. Yeah, it's a long race. Anything can happen uh... You know, there's a lot of stuff can happen in 300 laps. Just uh, be there at the end. It's really going to be the second half of the race. Make some changes, some new tires, uh, and just hope for the best. Now, a lot of the practice has been done in the heat of the day. The track's cooling off now. Uh, you guys got that thing set up for a nice long run under cool conditions? Yeah, that's where our cars really shine. When the tracks cool down at night, uh, the daytime was junk, but uh, nighttime has really come alive, and uh, we're hoping the same tonight. Well, uh, thanks, Wes, for the interview, and uh, good luck tonight to the number 10 car out of Pitt Meadows. The quick qualifier, we're going to throw things back up to the booth. Joe, take things away. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. Well, it's been almost two years since our last live race broadcast, and tonight the wait is over. We come to you live from Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. The owner-promoter here, Trevor Seabird, and the group purchased this fine facility a little better than a year ago. And since that day, these men have transformed this third-mile racetrack into a speed palace. The work continues, but the facility is second to none. Trevor Seabird joined us on Racetime Radio back in January. He wanted to create a marquee event. Something spectacular, high dollar, and prestigious. Trevor had a vision. Something for BC to be proud of and build on the premier divisions. No guts, no glory. And the management here at Penticton Speedway has done that and more. This event stretches well past the BC borders. This is an event that the country can be proud of and participate in. Tonight will truly be historic. It's the official kickoff to the 2022 season here in Canada. A first of many to come from Penticton Speedway. The Western Rattler 300 along with the Western Rattler 100. Tonight it's all about street stocks and some of the finest hardware in late model that you will see across Canada with representation from at least five of the provinces and more from the U.S. if COVID wasn't still an issue at the border. But the best are here tonight at Penticton. Let me introduce you to our broadcast team tonight on Race Time Radio 
All live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and on Rev TV Canada, along with Shaw here in BC, covering off Pit Road. We have from Camelton, New Brunswick, a seven-time champion on Canada's East Coast. His name is Big Breadman. Also down on Pit Road, a veteran broadcaster in Canadian motorsports. You see him in the NASCAR Pinty Series on TSN. You see him on Rev TV Canada in motorsports. Todd Lewis has been there, done that. Tonight, we'll call the action from Pit Road. And up in the broadcast booth from British Columbia, a short track fan and broadcaster for years. His name is Cole Sorensen. Cole and I will be pushing the buttons and keeping you up to date from up top here at Penticton Speedway. To win tonight, you're going to have to have your homework done. The best of the best in both divisions are here and present and accounted for. The crew on each one of these race teams will have to be spot on, as the driver will. But, oh, at the end, to hoist the victory in the Western Rattler 100 and the Western Rattler 300 will go into Canadian short track history as being the first to be victorious at Penticton Speedway in one of the country's premier events. The talk is all over. It's time to get this party started. Grab something cool to drink, Canada. And to our friends down south, it's race time. Live from Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. And tonight's inaugural Western Rattler 300 weekend starts right now. some fun i can guarantee you that welcome aboard everybody this is going to be a barn burner i can tell you that brad man the field is forming they're behind the pace car what are you thinking man well it's going to be a big one joe that's for sure we waited all weekend for this we saw qualifying which was super fast we saw some good racing last night side by side we got people from all over the place here a lot of representation from back to east. The 10 car, the pole sitter, originally from Cape Britain. The 42 car, the Reed car, Cape Britain. These two guys are cousins. Something else in common with these two cars. Set up by King Racing out of Nova Scotia. We also got another car with some ties to New Brunswick. The 35 car, Dollar, running a Jeff Armstrong chassis. They've been in constant contact with Jeff all weekend getting this car dialed in and of course it's got my number so I got a little bit favoritism for the 35 car did some do homework Joe you would call it through the pits this afternoon 13 crate engines 12 build engines this could play in the factor who wins the race in a long race who has some tires left down to Todd Lewis, down on pit road. Watch for these top 12. They haven't basically been out on track since they qualified. Did not have to run the qualifying race. 
fresh tires. Haven't run much, though. It'll be interesting to see how these cars do under very different conditions than qualifying as we get set to go green. Rapido getting the crunch it up in a two-by-two formation signal. The lights are off on the Avion Motorsports Penticton Speedway Camaro Pace Car. Kelly Admiral and Wes Mater will lead your field to the green for the first annual Western Rattler 300, and we are racing. We're green and Mater gets a good jump on him. He's going to lead him down. He goes to the bottom right away. Off of turn one, he'll lead the two, lead them down the backstretch. Wes Mater out in front, Brandon Carlson around the outside of the eight car. Oh, and a spin for Matt Stephenson in the one on lap number one. And already... We have a yellow flag, and we didn't even make it through lap one. Joe, we should explain. 150-lap segment here in the first half. They'll have a seven-minute break to put fuel in, do tires, some service, and then another 150 to finish it off. But first, got to get through lap one. Yeah, exactly. You're right, Cole. Uh, it's going to be a game of strategy. Brad, you've ran a lot of long races in your career. How do you approach a 300-lap race? Well, Joe, you got to keep the fenders on it. You got to keep it clean and just don't upset the race car. Just take what you can get. Nobody gets the paycheck early, but a lot of times there's a lot of wrecks in the first 150. I would be sitting back. Make sure you stay on the lead lap. This is important. Try to save the race car, save the tires, save the brakes, and maybe even save your tire change, Joe, until you get a late caution. They only have one opportunity to put gas. The rules is they have to put gas in on that stop. They cannot put gas in the time in the car any other time, but they can take tires whenever they want. So we're going to see lots of strategy here on Pit Road. Well, we got Fury represented here tonight. Hamke uh, Racing Chassis, McCall Enterprises out of Ontario. You've got it all out here tonight, Cole. It's a battle not only on the speedway, it's a manufacturer's battle here on the West Coast. Yeah, as well as Port City represented as well. There's a Alien Chassis from Vancouver Island with Daryl Midgley and Brandon Carlson's cars. There you can see the drivers weaving back and forth, trying to keep some temperature in the tires. They didn't get a lot of chance to put some heat in them, only about half a lap as uh, we get ready to hopefully bunch them up two by two and get ready to go racing one more time as Wes Mater will lead the field to the green. And, Joe, interesting lane choice there from your pole sitter, Wes selecting to go to the outside for the start. Yeah, that is maybe the preferred spot, Brad, man, when we watch what we've seen so far. You see the guys try and stay up near the fence, try and keep the momentum wound up in these cars. Of course, different rule packages combining to make this race up. You got some great cars, as you mentioned. You got some horsepower cars. Uh, you got a little bit of everything. But the momentum on the high side seems to be the ticket. Well, later in the race, as more rubber gets up there, after the street stock got 100, they put some. But you will see late after lap 150, when lots of rubber gets up there, most of them will move up to the high side to get rid of that bump down to turn one and two. All right, let's line them up and try it again. Kelly Admiral, Wes Mater, still your front row as we come off at turn number four. We're green once more in the Western Rattler 300. Mater gets a jump. He's going to drive it down in on the bottom. He'll take the bottom round, get around Carlson up on the outside, going down the backstretch. 
Brandon Carlson to the high side. He is side by side with the 10 right now. Mater. Mater driving deep down in when sparks flying off of Mater, but Carlson will stick it up on the outside. Door handle to door handle down the back. Carlson trying to clear Mater. Couldn't quite do it as a 10 car comes back strong on the outside. Carlson is going to use that momentum on the outside, built up to try and clear him down the back straight, Brad. Carlson will get the advantage off of two. He may clear Mater down, going down into three and four. He does, and he will take the lead on lap three here at the 300-lap Rattler. Carlson loves the high side of the racetrack. Watch the 14 car and listen to that car. Uh, Brad, when you hear this car, he's revving it like right out there. Well, the 14 car drove the built motor, so you really hear it revving and hauling horsepower down the backstretch. It'll be interesting to see what he's got left for tires late in the race. As Mater works his way back to his back bumper, down into one, they'll gather it up. They'll go nose to tail down the back stretch. Reed up into third. Yeah, Kyle Reed from Cape Breton in the 42 car. The longest tow of any of the competitors on the inside of Matt Stephenson, the defending Penticton Speedway late model track champion for third spot. And Reed is on the move early. He wants that track position to try to get out front so he can ride for the rest of 150 grand. Yeah, back to the third spot. Have a look at it. Kyle Reed in the 42. He's on the move, Brad, man. He is. He wants to get in that spot to clear the one car. But the one car, Stevenson, still hanging on. They'll go door handle to door handle through the bottom. An advantage to Stevenson off the turn two. Brandon Carlson still out in front. Now building out a little bit of breathing room over West Vader. Is Kyle Reed running hard on the inside of the racetrack? Trying to stick with Stephenson as they head down the back straight. Stephenson looks like he might clear him as they go through three and four and off up turn number four. Stephenson back up to third. Logan Jewell also on the move in that 92 car. He's in the fifth slot right now. That 92 car, Brad, we've seen him very quick in practice on Thursday when we got here. He's still going to run the number. He was quick, Joel. He's been quick all weekend. Got the uh, Daryl Waltrip color scheme on that car, nice and shiny. Stephenson now one car going to the inside of the tent of West Mater for the second spot. Now going to the inside of Carlson for the lead. Matt Stephenson out of Khalid and not wasting any time, and he's going to clear Carlson for the top spot. Brad Stephenson's also been fast all weekend, but he's gone to the front in a hurry. And Reed has moved up to second with Carlson on the outside third. New leader, 13 laps in, as Stephenson goes up front, back to the foot, Carlson back to third now, and Kyle Reed up into that second spot, things are changing fast here. I think Carlson, after getting a taste of the lead now, is content to make his foot back and ride as Wes Mater in the 10 car to the inside of him for the fourth spot, as now Kyle Reed, the 42, is closing in on Stephenson, already putting a lap on the 60 car out of Kitimat as they come off the turn to report Brad Man. Reed is on the move. Reed is on the move. He's got a good hot rod under him, riding the tail close to the number one car, Stevenson. He's right there. One little bobble by Stevenson. Reed looks underneath him down the front straightaway. He'll stuff it in here in the bottom between one and two. Reed will drive off one and two, go for the lead down the back stretch. Reed gets a little advantage over Stevenson. And here he comes back to the line, gives the lead on lap 18 to the number 42 of 
Kyle Green. He's got that Robbie's machine. My lion out there. The one is in second. Carlson, the 14. He's coming back. He's into the third slot. Vader for back to the 92. There's your top five. Green really opening up the gap. He's got about a 10-car lead on the second place. Stevenson Reed with the whole track to himself really putting some distance here. All the way from Cape Britain. Leading this field around on lap 20. Green to the lead has a nice ring to it as Brandon Carlson trying to get to the inside of Stephenson for that second spot. West Mater right there. Logan Jewel, Matthew Shirley from Saskatoon trying to take a beat to the outside of Jules. They deal with black traffic already early on in this one, but Kyle Reed really stretching his legs in the 42 car as Carlson taking another beat to the inside of the show. Yeah, tiptoeing through the tulips on lap 22. It's Matt Shirley in the 12 car. He is just outside that top five. And how about this? Seaver is right up alongside of the 09. So Seaver's been fast all week. He knows the track. And the third owners, lots of laps around this track for them. But you can put a blanket over second place all the way back. The pits are really going at it here early at lap 24. They are going at it as Carlson to the inside. You can see it from the drone shot. For those of you watching on Rev TV, is uh, the one of Stephenson still has that momentum. And Brad, that's the good thing about that progressive banking in three and four. You can carry a lot of speed around the top. Now Stephenson washes up the racetrack. Carlson looking to get under him for that second spot. He's there on the bottom. Can he get it done? Driving deep down into the here. Carlson will get a ledge coming off the going to take that second spot away. 26 laps complete. The 42 of Kyle Reed out front, followed by Brent Carlson and the 14 back to Stevenson in the one. Logan Jewell kind of stuck on the inside there in the battle for the fifth spot as they come off of turn four. You can see Jewell just in back of the shot on Rev TV going side by side with Matthew Shirley as they work their way through one and two. Kyle Reed still comfortably out in front. But Brandon Carlson starting to eat away a little bit at the gap to the race leader, Kyle Reed, who streaked away early on in this one. Vader settles into fourth. And on the move is the 12th car, Shirley. He was fast all weekend. He settles into fifth. Look at Jimmy White, the 29 car now on the outside of the 92. White's up to six, looking to try and crack the top five as Matthew Shirley now putting the pressure on Wes Mater, Joe. This is how competitive this field is here tonight at Penticton Speedway. The Western Rattlers 300, 31 laps complete. The 42 of Reed leads the race. Not a lap guard yet, Bradman. He's set a toward pace. He's certainly running hurt, but the 14 way at it. Either that or the 42 of Reed is backing off and saving the car a little bit. He did tell me he wasn't going to be hurt on it until after lap 150. That's up to the window. He's running away like a scared rabbit down the back stretch with about a seven car lead. Jimmy White, the 29, now cracking the top five as Matthew Shirley has found his way up to fourth, getting a shot at just how spread out the field is on the drone cam as Kyle Reed continuing to hold station over the rest of the field with Brandon Carlos in the 14 car back there in second. Stephenson now getting pressured by Matthew Shirley Brad. 
There may be something going wrong at the back end of that 56 race car. Uh, this will be a quickie caution. You can pretty well guarantee that. Let's set the stage for you. 40 laps complete of tonight's Western Rattler 300 live from Penticton Speedway. Been a barn burner so far. The 42 car of Kyle Reed. We hear that name lots in the Pro Stock Tour. Of course, he kicked the season off at the Easter Bunny uh, down in Hickory. Had to go down there, Cole, grab that car, bring it all the way back up into Canada. And then, of course, let's drag it all the way out to B.C. That Fury car is doing a great job. Kyle's been fast all weekend. He's showing it again here tonight. Looks like there's actually problems here under the uh, pace laps. Corbin Thomas had a little bit of a bobble. His car back up and running. But Kyle Reed, as you are mentioning, Joe, had the longest haul here. Hickory Motor Speedway down in North Carolina. And I think one of the top competitors, uh, Kelly Admiral, with problems. He was really good in qualifying, but uh, he has just pulled into the pits. The driver out of Edmonton into the pit area in the eight car, and the hood is coming off. Todd Lewis, you're down there having a look at the eight car. Don't see any smoke. What do they seem to be doing, bud? No, that's exactly it. They just had a quick look under the hood. Maybe it was just a wire that was off. They're buttoning the hood pins back up. Of course, the caution laps do not count here in the Western Rattler 300. Want to make sure all the hood pins are in. But it looks like Kelly Admiral might get sent right back out there to rejoin this field. Just a quick check. Looks like he's on his way. The pole sitter Mater also coming down pit road in that 10 car. Yeah, tough break there. Don't know quite what's going on with West Mater. I don't know if Brad Mann's down towards that end of the pits and maybe can get a look. Looks like they're going to the right rear tire, maybe seeing if it's losing pressure. I would say that they're adjusting the pressure in the right rear. The stagger's probably gone away in that car, and that's how they're going to correct it. They Todd, went with the air gauge to the right rear. Todd Lewis is down there right now. Have a look, Todd. It's exactly what it looks like. They're just adjusting the pressure. That was the situation with Kelly Admiral as well. Didn't have a problem per se, but he was pushing very badly through the corners. 
take the opportunity under caution to check it. We've got a long way to go in 300 laps. Kelly Admiral, good. It's a handling adjustment. And remember, the break in the middle, they will have an opportunity to make more dramatic changes. 40 laps complete of tonight's Western Rattler 300. Welcome aboard, everyone across Canada and our friends to the south on Sirius XM Channel 167. Also, the viewers on Rev TV Canada. Bet you're enjoying that channel. I know. I've got it, too. A good time to remind you, too. The All North Programming at Rev TV Canada. You like what you're seeing tonight? How about this? Canadian motorsports history right here in Penticton. you got a short track or you're from a short track. You want to have your track featured on Rev TV Canada? You can do that. They are accepting submissions now at RevTV.ca. So send them an in, send them some info about your speedway. Tell them what you got going on. And uh, I can tell you, from knowing these guys, it's all about Canadian racing and getting exposure and, uh, you know, shining a light on the grassroots racing uh, that we have coast to coast. And we got some of the best of it, Cole. Yes, and all of that being showcased on Rev TV. I know West Shore Motorsports Park with our Canada 200 does that. It's given us great coverage across Canada. A lot of tracks to take uh, advantage of what Rev TV is offering as your field gets a single to bunch it up to a uh, two-by-two formation here for the restart to the number 15 machine getting the wave by Tony Terrence. And, Joe, we're going to go green when they come off at turn four with Kyle Reed out front. Absolutely. Comers are the 20. Of uh, Jim uh, White. He is on his way up as the green flags back up. Reed gets a good start, but he's got some company on the outside, but he makes short work of that. Drives it through the bottom, takes the lead down the back stretch. Kyle Reed, no problems clearing Carlson, the 14 car. Man, Shirley now in the 12 is going to try and take a peek to the inside of Carlson. Shirley now with Stephenson on his outside in the one. Shirley. Looking to gain some ground on the back stretch. That 12 cars come up through in a hurry. Been strong all weekend. Reed will lead them down into one. He is followed by Stephenson on the outside. And a three and four. Kyle Reed out in front. Matt Stephenson clearing Shirley. But look at Riley Siebert in the 0-9 car utilizing the restart to get upside. Up inside of the top five. Now to the outside of Matthew Shirley in that 0-9 car. Joe. Riley Siebert also a pilot out here in DC. He's piloting that 0-9 right now. That lake excavation machine is on the move. He's side by side. With the 12 car, surely, and there is a cover not right there, but Reed continues to lead the foul, but washed up the racetrack as the 14 and one of Stevenson will take the second position away from him. The number one up to second, and Riley Siebert now to the inside of the 14 of Brandon Carlson for the third spot. Carlson running way wide, giving Siebert plenty of real estate to work with. As Siebert now trying to track down the one car for the second spot. A 42 of Kyle Reed is setting a perfect pace here with 47 laps complete of tonight's Western Rattler 300, all live from Penticton Speedway. There is a side by side battle with Riley Siebert and the one car, Brad. That's a heating up battle. They're going to burn the tires up if they do that. Siebert drives under the bottom of one and two, but 
the one car, Stevenson, has more pull up off the outside. So Seabird will settle back into the third position. Single file down the back stretch. Al Reed's lead is shortening up about three cars back. Stevenson on the move. He is uh, not having as much of a cushion as he did before the yellow, to say the least, as Kyle Reed has had sevens in the one car, breathing down his neck. The blue and yellow machine, Riley Seward up to third, Matthew Shirley up to fourth, and now Jimmy White, uh, Joe going to the inside of Brandon Carlson for the fourth spot. Yeah, I'm seeing the shower of sparks coming out from the 14 car in the turn. Uh, 3-4, not sure, Brad, whether he's got something dragon or whether it's just the pressure. What, what's happening is, is the 14 car, Carlson, is actually bottoming out on the left rear down here, one and two, and making the race car chase up the racetrack. Well, I don't know if he's got a tire going down or what, but the shower sparks off him. That may be the panar bar on the back rubbing also. Three laps complete as the leader comes the line, making 54. The 42 of Calvary leading Cole right now. Yes, Kyle Reed coming off of turn number four as we see Trevor Siebert on the broadcast moving around Brandon Carlson trying to track down the 29 and Jimmy White for the final spot in the top five. But Reed has two lap cars right in front of him. That could allow Stephenson to close up as Reed go to the inside of him through one and two, Brad. He does. He splits the lap car. He's going to go under the other lap car with a veteran on the back stretch of the 15 take the lead back over. He clears them both. The 15 washed up the racetrack. Stevenson almost got caught up with him. Down the back straight they go. Siebert now clear the lap traffic in the 0-9 car in third. Trying to stay with Stephenson. Matthew Shirley back there in fourth. To the inside of lap traffic as well. Jimmy White holding down the final spot in the top five as Kyle Reed continuing to lead the way, Joe. Guys, things are moving here real good. 58 laps complete. We are going to step out and take a quick two-minute break. And we will come back to you live. You won't miss a thing. Here live tonight on Race Time Radio. We'll be right back, everybody. Well, tell you what. We won't go anywhere. Just as I was going to cue that up, we got a problem on the back stretch. Let's cover that off before we hit the break. Jim uh, White, the 29 car, who was running in fifth. Looks like he had some problems with lap traffic. Trevor Reinert in the 60 with some damage to the front of his machine. Jim White, the side ripped off the right side of the 29. He'll head into the pits, and we will head to a commercial break on Rev and Sirius XM. You are the best. Thanks, Cole. We'll be right back. Hi, race fans. This is Brad Keselowski. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Get some motor running. Head out on the highway. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. Hey, Mr. Open up mine. Now, a 
flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life is a Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to riversidespeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. From the high banks of Daytona, we uncover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now... Hey, shake and bake, Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio... And we are back with you live from Panticket Speedway's Western Rattler 300. And we are under yellow. Let's throw it down to Todd Lewis, shall we? Todd, what's happening down there, bud? Having a look at the 29 of Jim White, who was involved in that incident out on track. The crew has spent this entire time securing bodywork and also trying to make sure there was no suspension damage up at the front. Their work is done. They're sending him back out. Brandon Carlson also made a stop along pit road, had a right front tire going down. And there you see the car of Trevor Reinder that was involved as well. Left front is down, damage severe on that 60 machine. Yeah, tough deal for the 29 of uh, Jim White. Man, that car was coming, Brad. Were you watching the 29? He was on his way. He was. He was sitting up in the fifth spot, just idling, taking his time, single foul, but they got caught up on lap traffic, and sometimes that happens, and the 60 car got caught up in it, and so it damaged the 29. So you always got to be careful coming up on lap cars because you're coming up so fast, Joe, that the lap car may not have seen you or the spotter may have not saw the car coming that fast. Cole Sorensen, here you go. I'm going to put you through the test. Let's do a little full field rundown, shall we? 58 laps complete. Well, your race leader currently is the 42 car, Kyle Reed, out in front with number one, Matt Stephenson, defending Penticton Speedway track champion. Lining up second for the restart. Then it's a 09 O'Reilly Seabird, the number 12, Matthew Shirley, 69, Trevor Seabird, 92, Logan Jewell, 35, Noel Dowler Jr., the three, Jason White, Daryl Horwath in the 34, Daryl Midgley, the 81, the 19 of Corbin Thomas, 51 of Jared Bond. Pace car is in. And off at turn number four, we're green once again. So Stevenson gets a bit of a jump, but Reed will shove it down into one and two. Stevenson a little sideways, Reed some power to it down the back stretch, takes the lead back. Working their way off of four, Kyle Reed clears Stevenson again in number 
one machine, Riley Siebert, the 0-9 in third, as well as Matthew Shirley having to deal with Trevor Siebert now in the 69 car as they go side by side. The elder Siebert in that 69 is up in the fourth grand man. So it's a Siebert combination, father-son in this field. So far the son is in front, but the father's adjacent. And we always know experience pays, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Seabird racing plan. Here comes Riley Seabird in that 09 car. Man, he's got it on the move. That McComb chassis is ripping. behind that car. Settles into second, Jason Reed. Stevenson will settle back into third. Single file, the top five, bumper to bumper. Kyle Reed, the 42 car, could have pressure from Riley Siebert in the 0-9, and it'll be the first time since he took the lead that he'll have somebody closing in on him, and Stephenson kind of closing in as well back on Siebert. The 69 car of Trevor Siebert sits in fourth, and he's trying to join the party as well, Brad. He does, but the Reed will enjoy when the 69 or the 9 of Siebert and Stevenson race each other hurt. It lets Reed get a little breathing room up front. He continues the lead, but Siebert is closing the gap. Quick one, we got two of them in the top five. Riley in second, Trevor back in fourth spot. But, oh, I want to point this out too, the 14 Carlson that was just on pit road back on lap 58. In the top ten, he's on the move, though. And that was probably that tire going down that caused the bottoming out that Brad was mentioning. And now that Carlson's got it all aired up and good to go, he is working his way up through the field. But Riley Siebert is about to be knocking on the back door of Kyle Reed as they work their way into one and two, Brad. They do. Reed's got company for the first time. It's one, two, three. But Siebert is close to Carolyn's behind close as anybody's been to read all night long. 69 laps, but now 70. Another guy that is coming through the field, but doing it very patiently. The 19 car of Corbin Thomas, a drafty veteran, a West Coast champion. This guy is a staple on the West Coast, and he is in this one coming up through the field, but we're about to have a battle for the lead, and the 42 of Reed still has it, but the 9 is right there, Brad. Seabird drives under Reed, he'll take the lead, edge him out down the backstretch. Seabird really stuck it in, and he's going to come off a four, they're side by side again. Down into one and two, Seabird drives it in deep, Cow washes up the racetrack, but he'll fight back on the outside, he's going to settle into second. It'll be Siebert to the lead. Riley Siebert, if you saw on Facebook before this race, said if anybody comes to my playground and thinks I'm going to lay over for him, think again. And he's proving that by taking the top spot in 09 as the leaders come off the turn number four with lap traffic in front of them. It is lap traffic ahead, and it is some good cars that they're rolling up on right now. As you see, the gate is heavily Struggling with that car, but you can't count him out. There are only 76 slots in to the Rattler 300. 
live from Penticton. Field streams through three and four as Terrell Horwath back further in the pack. You saw him making a move on Logan Jewel. Jewel these last few laps has really been struggling in that 92 cars. There's Corbin Thomas working his way up through the field. Jim White as well back to the race leaders. The 09 of Siebert. Trying to hang on, Jim White, there you can see, working his way through the tail of the field. Wes Nader back there after making some changes as well. Daryl Midgley, Brandon Carlson, around the corner, Thomas in the other red car. Just seeing the three car of Jason White coming down the front stretch and the right side body panel starting to catch her. Looking a lot like the 56 Superstock from last night. The three, Jason White though, still got a good curve. That side is flapping though, Brad. The leaders in heavy traffic, and don't look now, but they're about to lap the 08 car who's been fast all weekend. He's about to go a lap down. Reed still sitting at second. Seaberg leading. Stevenson up on the back bumper. They got a couple lap cars in front of him. Nose the tail down the back stretch. Yeah, Stephenson is going to try and make a move here on Reed as Reed is held up just a little bit by Tony Terrence in the 15 car, but Riley Sieber through lap traffic, opening up his advantage, Joe, over the rest of the field. Yeah, he sure is. Todd Lewis, you're down pit road. You see the three. Are they working on that right side? Uh, the, reach, the three car is not worried about the right side right now. Jason White has been able to climb through the field after starting heat. He wasn't sure about how much motor he had in that car, but uh, he's been able to climb through that so far. But, yeah, the sparks are flying right now on the three car. And that is that work, trying to get that bodywork either attached or they're just going to take it off the side of the three car. Meanwhile, back up front, Kelly Admiral going a lap down in the eighth. The man who started on the front row, and he has fallen after that uh, tire pressure adjustment. Avery from Rust Brothers, Rust Valley, would have been real proud watching the side of that three car cut off and set them back up. Bradman, 86 laps complete. Reed. And and Riley's doing a great job at the front of the field. He did, but Kyle Reed just washed up the racetrack in one and two, and that's how Stevenson got around them. He really washed up in the middle of one and two, and he does again. So the handling going away a little bit on the 42 of Kyle Reed. Also into the picture, how about the 69? We're going to have to do them at the front of the field if they keep this up going. Trevor Seabird on the back bumper of the 42, but Reed sits in third. Trevor Seabird sits in fourth. Meanwhile, the 12 car surely sits back. That's the top five here as they set a torrid pace on lap 89. Working their way through three and four. You can see on the live stream, high atop, Penticton Speedway into one and two. Riley Seabird, the 09 car, leads the way. Matt Stephenson in second as they head down the back straight. Seabird just entering three with Stephenson behind him. Reed back there in third. Trevor Seabird in fourth. And the top four right now are breaking away from everybody else. The top. 91 laps complete tonight at the Western Rapper 300. Coming to you all live from Penticton Speedway on Sirius and Channel 167 Canada Drivers and How About Rev TV Canada. You can watch it in Rev. Meanwhile, Seaboard continues to lead through some lap traffic. Stevenson sits in second. Kyle Reed third. Trevor Seaboard fourth. And they're in some heavy, heavy lap traffic. 
working their way through that lap traffic has been Seabird's specialty as they head off of turn number two right now down the back straight. Seabird to the inside of Steve Lingard. In the 56 car, Stephenson about two, three car lengths behind him as they head into one and two. I'm looking back a little bit into that top five. Patrick Early in the 12 car, comfortably sitting in that fifth spot. Nobody ahead, nobody behind. He's by himself walking laps. Brad, 96 complete. 96 laps in the book, and it's been a torrid pace. We've only had a couple of cautions here, Joe. But these guys are not slowing down a bit. Lots of give and take, a lot of respect on the racetrack. It's kept the caution flag from flowing here at the Speedway. Riley Siebert and Matt Stephenson are starting to put a bit of distance now on the 42 of Kyle Reed. Reed still with Trevor Siebert, two car lengths behind him. As the number 12 of Matthew Shirley starting to close in there. The blue is oh, the it's, uh, it's a 56 is around here in turn one and two. Heavy into the wall to bring out the caution. That's Steve Langard in the 56 machine out of Kelowna. Steve had a lot of speed last night in the Baker's Dozen qualifier. Did some damage to that race car. Wasn't quite handling right, uh, it seems, from the get-go. And unfortunately, Steve getting into that inside wall, Joe. Yeah, he sure did. 97 laps complete right here at Penticton Speedway in the Western Rattler 300. Todd Lewis down on pit road. What do you got your peepers on there, Todd, my man? Trying to make my way back around to see, uh, have a look at that 56 car. Steve Langard, as you mentioned, has had his challenges with the handling of that car through the early part of this race and even into in last night's. Also had some trouble uh, with the 67 of Jeff Cameron, who has a long pit road and done for the night. The motor expired, but he slowed down on the front stretch a few laps ago. And Steve Langard almost drove over the left side of him. But that hood is very wrinkled after the heavy contact from that 56 on the inside wall. How about the pace to this race? Man, Cole, these guys are doing a great job. Uh, you know, they're, for the most part, patience has been really exercised here, for the most part. There's been a lot of give and take, and even though we're coming up on what would usually be the halfway break for a 200 lapper. We still have over 50 laps to go until the halfway break. So quite a bit of distance for these guys still to uh, go as there you get a look on Rev TV as well as Shaw Spotlight. Heavy, heavy damage to the front of the 56 of Steve Langert. And uh, looks like there is some damage in the steering department as well, not just fiberglass damage as the uh, Avion Motorsports and Penticton Speedway safety truck gets ready to tow it into the pits, Joe. You know, uh, if I've learned anything from watching the Canada 200, and I've done it the last couple of years on Rev TV, if I've learned anything, guys like Corbin Thomas, uh, Brandon Carlson, a lot of the big names from the West Coast, those guys in that 200 lab race weren't at the front the whole race. Some of them were back, pit stops came in, costumes came out. Then, in the closing stages, we see that Rory Smith, another name I remember from being up in there. Some exciting stuff. We're about to see that again here tonight. Maybe different names, but it could be the same guys. And we did see a few big name guys. We had Derek Krause, who now runs in the uh, NASCAR Truck Series. Uh, for Bill McAnally down there, as well as GMS Motorsports in a collaborative effort. Uh, Derek was up before he got the Truck Series ride. He led the entire race, and then with 20 to go, the tires fell off, 
and Corbin Thomas got around him and won the race. And when he made the pass on Derek with about uh, inside of 20 to go, it was the first time he had led the entire race. So look for that 19 car that's been kind of hanging around mid-pack to start working its way up through the field after the halfway break. Yeah, kind of disappointed here tonight. Uh, you know, we had the five car here, uh, the shockwave number five. Dave was here. Uh, he ran into trouble. The engine let go yesterday. Uh, and, you know, Barrio. Uh, we lost him yesterday with a rollover. But Todd Lewis, what do you got down there, man? Still working on getting that uh, 56 car out of the way. It's going to take a few minutes because the flatbed is necessary. You're right. There is a lot of front-end damage to that car. It's not just fiberglass, but that, that whole left front and the, uh, and the right front has all been bent up, and it's going to take a couple of minutes to extricate that vehicle. So uh, the 81 car also in and out going back down uh, pit road. Uh, Bradman, 97 complete of 300. What are you thinking? inside that race car uh what what's the thoughts well the top runners have been fast all weekend so they're just riding along single file i don't think we saw everything out of the top runners and i'm not so sure we don't have some sleepers back in the field in the 10th or 11th spot just riding along to stay on the lead lap but it's been impressive with the give and go uh, a lot of you know a guy gets sideways they back off they let him straighten up so a lot of cooler heads here uh, early in this race, so I guess they got the picture that it is a 300-lap race, and they got to be there at the end. But I'm not so sure we saw everything out of everybody. And uh, like the 14 car, I would say he must have had a right flat. He's coming back up through the field good, but he was bottoming out, Joe. <laughs> he was he was actually on the bar. On the back of these cars, there's a bar underneath the fuel cell to protect it, and sometimes you jack the car up by there over on the right rear and that was what was rubbing on the racetrack it was actually hitting and then shooting the car up the racetrack so he had his hands full that's for sure absolutely cold test time let's do a full field rundown buddy well the 09 riley siebert your race leader uh, that's a little bit different from the last time we uh, we were under green or getting ready for a restart the number one matt stephenson in the second spot is on Rev TV. Still got to look at Steve Lingard's car getting loaded onto the flat deck. Kyle Reed, the 42 car, back there in third spot. 69 to Trevor Siebert in fourth. Matthew Shirley in the number 12 car, lining up there in the fifth spot. Wes Mater in amongst the mix as well in the 10 car. Kyle caught him. I believe Kyle's a lap down in the four. Daryl Horwath, the 34, one of those West car guys that uh, have a little bit less horsepower, a little bit less brake, but they have a nice weight advantage that could play into uh, their favor here as the tires wear down. Working his way up inside the top 10 behind him, Brandon Carlson in the 14 car. Once they got that tire change, Brandon has been on the move behind him. Logan Jewell, who was up at the front, but that car is kind of tanked in the performance department in that number 92 machine as your field continues to cycle around under yellow here at Penticton Speedway. Lap number 97 being completed here for the Western Rattler 300, the first annual event and the season kickoff for the 2022 racing season at Penticton Speedway as a 09 of Riley Siebert looking to take home the hometown win in that 09 machine. Let's have a listen and see if we can kick anybody off. Uh, those crews, of course, be busy guys. Spotter. No, he's on the lead because the caution came out before he could pass. So the crews 
busy in behind the scenes, uh, talking to the driver, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do with that halfway break. Brad, way, way too early to take tires, or what do you think? Do you want to pick him up? Well, Joe, I don't know. It's a, it's a little concerning because we haven't had a lot of cautions. If you ever race with a lot of cautions, you'll gamble on taking the tires late, but I do think you will see some teams wait till about lap 200 to take tires. One thing we didn't do that uh, we probably should have done was tried to find out what the fall-off was. Uh, old tires uh, to new tires are sort of at the beginning paces. I don't know how much they're giving up uh, throughout the course of a run, but the pace car is going to hit pit road. We're doubled up. 97 complete. We're coming back to green. And it's Seabird gets the jump, but it's a little company by Stevenson on the outside. But Seabird will drive away as he puts it on the bottom. And the Seabird, number 69, rolls into the third space around Reed. Trevor Seabird with the momentum around the outside. And now Matt Stephenson finds himself in a Seabird sandwich. Seabird's family feud could be coming up here as Matthew Shirley to the inside of Kyle Reed. Reed with problems. He's slowing big time on the outside of the racetrack. I would say that the Reed 42 Reed card probably has a flat right rear as he's bottoming out and around he goes. The 42 goes around and nobody touches him. Wow, a lucky break there as a 42 as a right left rear or right rear going flat. Got completely around one and two, 53 points towards him, but no damage with a single car spin. And we are under caution here in lap 98. Good job on Noel Dowler there to get it woed up uh, in the 53 car. As Brad mentioned, no damage, but the 42 of Kyle Reed, he's going to bring that Robbie machine down pit road and get some service done to it, whatever the problem is. The crew you can bet that Todd Lewis is going to have his feelers all over it. The, the crew is out there, Joe. They've got a tire out there ready to go to the right rear. So I'm sure that's what the damage is here as Reed rolls to a stop here in front of me. That's exactly what it is, guys. That uh, tire is uh, out waiting to go under the right front. Jack's gone under that. And they're undoing all the lug nuts, and then they'll make that switch and uh, send that 42 back out. 98 laps complete of tonight's Western Rattler 300 all live from Penticton Speedway on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, and on Rev TV Canada, along with Shaw across BC, out here on Canada's West Coast. Got to remind you, shameful plug, don't forget to join us each and every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Of course, we talk short track racing all across the country, all except for tomorrow night. I'm out here on the West Coast. And we uh, aren't going to have time to do the show, but next Sunday night, don't forget to join us. Uh, and the show is all live. We talk to a lot of the guys that are in the field here, Gold, to get an idea of what the thoughts were heading into this big race as the 42 of Kyle Reed makes it back out. Well, Kyle, the, the, oh, sorry, go ahead, Brad. The crew of the 42s going to the tire shed to see probably to get maybe a practice tire to replace that. I don't know. I saw them go around the tire shed. There was some talk earlier in the day of the tires separating. They noticed that a couple of the tires were actually separating like the cap was coming off of them. So there was some concern early in the pit about some of the tires starting to come apart. 
we'll see if that's what took place. And we did see or did hear from a few of the guys that uh, it took a little bit for the tires to get up uh, once you're on new tires, about six laps for the tires to actually really come in. Uh, not hearing really anybody that's run long enough to, uh, to have any fall off or anything on the tires, but last night in the Baker's Dozen 100 qualifier, we saw Mark Barrio, whose car was on rails at the uh, first half, as soon as he started approaching the 100-lap mark, the back end started stepping out, and a lot of guys were struggling with traction here as the field gets the bunch-it-up signal, and we'll get ready to go back racing here when they come off at turn number four, Joe. Uh, well, the leader from a while ago, the 42, Kyle Reed, is at the back now, so he's got his work cut out. 98 laps complete, the Penticton Avion Motorsports Camaro. Pace car heading down the safety of pit road, side by side, 109, back to green. So Seabird gets the jump again on Stevenson. Seabird will push it in the bottom, but he's got company. The other, they pile up in one and two, but they straighten it out, and everybody gets clear. It was a lot of cars as Jared Bond made it three wide, Max Stephenson. And Siebert going at it, trading a bit of paint for the race lead, not laying down. Trevor Siebert looking at this battle going on out of his front windshield. We got a yellow. Caution is out on the speedway, Joe, and I think Noel Dowler might have got a piece of the outside wall as Kyle Reed comes in. And, yes, Dowler with some damage as he ducks into the pits. Got to point out, guys, 98 complete as that yellow flies. Have a look at that top five. Who is up there? The 14 of Carlson that went into the pits, lap 58. He's back up into the top five. He's rolling. So is the 12 of Matthew Shirley. He's got that Saskatoon machine to, to zoom, Bradman. They do, and uh, that was a major. <laughs> what a pileup. It was a 4 o'clock traffic jam on the 401, Joe, on that restart. I can't believe everybody got out without getting it hurt too bad. But uh, they all gathered up, the little give and go, and nobody was worse, worse to the wear. And uh, all cars made it out of one and two. The 42 reads back in the pit, working away again at the right front. I don't know what went wrong here, but they're uh, definitely looking at the right front. Yep, Todd's down there. Todd, take it away. Same situation on the 35 and Noel Dowler, the right front tire. Uh, same as the 42 bit replaced. They also tried to secure some of that bodywork, make sure that there was no front end damage. Only had a little more tape on that fiberglass, and Noel Dowler is going to put it in gear and, and fly her away. Always good when you can just rip the fender off in that situation, and it doesn't get anything in the uh, right front or anything in the steering department as Noel Dowler gets ready to head back out onto the racetrack. Same thing for the 42, down and away. The Robbie's machine on its way back out. Any surprises, Cole, for you so far? Matthew Shirley, he was good in hot laps. He was solid in qualifying, not spectacular, but uh, he seems like he's got the pace to stick right up with these leaders. And I don't know if he's shown his hand quite yet, but the driver out of Saskatoon, of course, his dad, former Cascar Western Series champion, plenty of, plenty of experience on that pit crew, but uh, look for Matthew Shirley maybe to turn up the wick in the second half in the 12th. We need to find a, uh, a ticker here somewhere because i got to know if Kelly Admiral in that smokehouse number eight is in fact down last. I don't know whether he is or not. I remember seeing the leader pass him 
back a while ago, which would make him a lap down, but I'm not sure about that. As the field doubles up, we'll check into it, and uh, we'll definitely get you up to date on Kelly Admiral in that smokehouse number eight. Side by side. Goal, here we go. Riley Siebert leading him back to the green off of turn number four. Summer on the left, pedal Brad Mann. They're three wide towards you. They do. Stevenson got a good jump, but Siebert's going to take it away from him. Meanwhile, the second Siebert carriage looking to take that second spot away. We could have two Seabird cards, one, two here, thirdly. Stevenson fighting hard back on the outside. Trevor Seabird drives it in deep on the bottom. He'll pull him off at two going down the back stretch. It could be a Seabird family. One, two is the 69 on the inside. The number one is Stephenson. And look who is back inside the top five. The number 29 of Jimmy White with no hood and the side hanging off of it is going to the end side of Matt Stephenson now for the third spot. The only Seabird we're missing out there. Bingo. Along with Bryson. Like uh, we got the whole family up front. They're running one, two. Second, or pardon me, third, Jimmy White in the 29th car. Don't know whether you've seen it, Brad, but on that last three starts, Jimmy what? shot up the inside of the racetrack and picked up a bunch of spots. We still got a lot of sparks coming off the back right rear of the 42 car. What's ever going on with it? You can see the sparks on the front straightaway coming off the reed car. Problems for Reed and how quickly his fortunes have changed. But back up front, Riley Siebert's trying to hold on in front of dear old dad. And the 69, Trevor Siebert with Matt Stephenson in third. And Jimmy White, it doesn't look pretty, but it's running good. And that 29 car is Siebert sliding up. Trevor, that is, allowing the number one of Stephenson to his inside grab. The 29 of Jimmy White was in the wall on the right straight by the flag stand the last lap by. It'll be interesting to see if he did damage the right front of that race car. Meanwhile, Stevenson gets under Seabird, under Trevor Seabird. He backs off and lets him have the spot. Trevor Seabird will settle into second. Jimmy White fourth, going down the backstretch. The 12 of Matthew Shirley back in that fifth spot. He's got company now. The 14 car, Brandon Carlson, is on his way, and he is right with the 12 car. Had to make the 14 wants to jump into that top five. And that just shows how that tire change is putting them right back into the game with that uh, greatly timed yellow. Brandon not losing a whole lot of ground, not losing a lap, and now tacking on to the back of the top five is Riley Siebert now has Matt Stephenson back up into second in the one. Trevor Siebert in third, Jimmy White fourth, Matthew Shirley fifth. 109 laps complete. In tonight's Western Rapper 300, all five of the Ticket Speedway. I'm Joseph along with Brad Mann, Todd Lewis, and Paul Sorensen up here in the broadcast booth. We got the 09 right receiver out front, the one car second, and oh, by the way, dear old dad, Trevor Seaver in third spot at 69 Lake Division Chevrolet. That thing is flying out here tonight. 35 had some trouble on the back stretch. I'd say he's cutting down another tire by the look of that. But Sparks starting to come away from the 14 pair again. Same time as last time when he ran into trouble with the right rear. 14 sparking it up pretty good down here, one and two. As Trevor Seaver now fading back a little bit from Matt Stephenson and the one Stephenson putting the pressure 
on Riley Siebert as they go into turns one and two. Riley out in front. It's a dream around the rest of the racetrack. As Trevor Seward again sitting back there in the third spot, 29, and Jimmy White has worked his way back up to fourth. Matthew Shirley now pulling out a gap on Brandon Carlson Brad. Mater starting to work his way back up as he sits sixth, but you can put a blanket over third, fourth, fifth, all running bumper to bumper. Meanwhile, up front, Seward running away with it. He opened up about a six car length over Stevenson, and Trevor Seward sits in third with White riding along in fourth. Riley Siebert setting a torrid pace out at the front of the field in that 0-9 car as they will be coming up quickly on some more lap traffic. Riley going through three and four and he is closing in on that eight car. Kelly Admiral who is looking oh so good for qualifying and now suffering from some problems. As two cars pulling into the pits, Noel Dowler and Kyle Cottom as Riley Siebert continuing to lead the way. And Riley's going up a groove a little bit as he searches for some grip in the 0-9. As he sure is. 119 laps completed. Just about the halfway point. We're getting there. And these guys, Brad, send a quick pace. It'll be interesting to take a look at the tires on these cars at the halfway point. The guy on the move, guys, is the 42. Robbie Reed came from the back. He's all the way up to six, and he is motoring. After those problems, the 42 machine, Kyle Reed is, uh, again, as Brad mentioned, up on the wheel, trying to charge back through the field as Riley Siebert catching uh, up against the lap traffic, but Siebert is... Pulling out a nice cushion now over Matt Stephenson. Stephenson falling back in the one car, Joe. Reed, Reed going around the 10 car meter on the outside. That will move Reed into the sixth spot. He started at the back of the lap caution. That 42 is motoring again towards the front. Now, crew chief Andrew Hicken on that 42 car. Definitely given Kyle what he needs behind the wheel to make up the track that he has. 124 laps complete. What a race. Riley Seaver getting through the lap traffic as Matthew Shirley is closing in on Jimmy White now for the four spot. Shirley in the blue 12 coming off of turn number two, looking to the inside of White as they will go into turn number three. White. Trying to get around the lapper of Adam Dowler. As meanwhile, look back further in the pack. Logan Jewell, the 92 car. Corbin Thomas battling as well as the number 10 of West Mater. As they work their way through. One and two. Down the back straight. Brad Mann. Riley Siebert is on cruise control at the moment. He is. But Stevenson is sitting in their boat. Three car lengths back before Trevor Siebert starts. So the top three open up some distance away from fourth and fifth. But Riley Seabird is setting the third pace around here. No stranger to the track. He calls it his home turf. He's shown us why. How about this? 128 laps complete. These guys are comfortable right now. Logging laps. That's what they want to do. It's just pretty well stay where they're at. Make it to the halfway point and then get some adjustments. And much needed adjustments for some of these teams. As the caution flag flies, I believe we got the three of Jason White around down in turn number one and two. We do. It's the three cars spun around up against the wall. 
I think it's a single car spin. He's got it going. Looks like this will be a quickie caution. He doesn't need any help from the tow truck. He's going to spin it around, and he's going to join back to the field. The three car, no worse for the wear. Todd Lewis, the 35 car has exited the machine. Yeah, we're trying to get a word with uh, with Noel to find out exactly what it was. Had that problem with the right front, and it looked like there was some body work uh, that was dragging underneath the right front after they made the switch and sent it back out. He's made a couple of stops here under green trying to correct and find out what that problem is. Noel's climbed out of the car. I'm just going to try and swing around and grab them while we have a quick second, but... It's been a frustrating uh, time for Noel Dowler. Noel, you've climbed out of the car. What was the problem that's been bothering you since that right front went down? Well, our fence on the, uh, after I hit the wall on the front straightaway, just trying to get a bigger and bigger arc. Uh, we're done for the night, but the car was fast. It was going to be good. Lap 300, but a uh, tough one. Sorry to see you out so early, Noel. Thanks. Now, tough one for Noel Dowler. Love watching that guy behind the wheel of his car. Uh, I, he's been exciting for a number of years. You know uh, he always factors into these races, especially out here uh, on his home turf. Uh, up front, 129 laps complete. The 09, that's Riley Sieber, followed by the 1. And we got a lap car in there. Then the 69 of Trevor Sieber back to the 12 of Matthew Shirley. James White in the 29 round out your top five cars. Bradman, the halfway break is coming. They're going to get fuel. We know that. Are you going to get tires if you're behind the wheel of one of these cars? Are you going to save them until late? I think I'd be a little on if the cars handling good, I think I'd be saving them. I don't know what the fall off is on them. We haven't had a lot of cautions, but we have had some, and you got to think at Lap 150, we're not going to go 150 green, that's for sure. Um, I think if it was up to me and my car was handling good, I'd save the tires and I'd look to pit around lap 250, 225, whenever the caution come out, play it by ear because you'll have better tires to the end. And I'm still not sold on the idea of the big engines to the crate motors. It's going to be interesting to see who's got tires left under the car when we get near that 300 lap mark. I can remember a Pro Stock Tour race, a couple of them actually, out on Canada's East Coast, where we didn't have a, not even a caution in the first 125 laps to make it to halfway. Uh, 250 lap race, but look at them. Uh, we got the potential of doing that when you see the cars that we've got on the racetrack. Still got lots of cars out here. And uh, I've seen a lot of patience, a lot of give and take. Um, that give and take, though, kinds of kind of fades away in the closing stages of these long races. The patience starts running a little bit low, and I don't know, maybe the helmet tightens up. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, especially with ten thousand dollars on the line to win, Brad, and you've been in a few big money races. What's the uh, what's the mindset there once the uh, the going gets tough and uh, and the race starts getting to its conclusion? Bump and run and run like heck once you bump them. <laughs> Shove them up the racetrack, go under room, and run like a scared rabbit. Yeah, then we'll be friends, I don't know, sometime next Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday, it doesn't matter if you get the paycheck. It can even go to the following Saturday. These, well, these I, big races, Joe, is like these guys, some of these guys won't see each other now for another couple of months, so 
You don't have to worry about that Tuesday phone call. Well, you got a big race coming up later this summer at in Saskatchewan at uh, uh, Auto. Hang on a sec, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Uh, we got the Bridge City 200 coming up out in Saskatoon. Uh, you know you guys are gearing up for that as well. A lot of the notes that you'll have from this long race here going to come in handy, Cole. And especially with uh, formerly Auto Clearing, formerly Wyant Group, now Sutherland Automotive Speedway, having a little bit of a bank to it, and having uh, kind of a little bit of the same profile, maybe not as extreme in the banking department, but uh, a lot of great notes that these guys can take from this Western Rattler 300 as the field gets ready to bunch up. Pace car is into the pit area. Riley Siebert, we'll see if he can get the jump on Matt Stevenson for the lead as they come off of four. We are back green. Siebert gets the jump. He spins the tires a little bit but gathers it up. But Trevor Siebert's going to slip into second. He's going to take second away as Stevenson washes up the track and White goes under him. Stevenson losing a lot of track position in the one car as Jimmy White going up to the third spot. Contact down the front straight. Wes Mater spins in the 10 car and cautions breathing cautions oh and matt stephenson also the one car who was in second on the restart is stopped on the back straight stephenson now back up and running but looks like he's going to duck into the pit area in that one tough break for the runner out of uh, Cleeton just down the road here from penticton i wouldn't doubt that's another one that's got a tire that has gone down and sure enough looks like the right rear Looks kind of soft, but I, I know Todd is right down there. Just waiting to see, and there's Sop on pit, right, pit lane, and now they are going to make that change on the right rear, and that is what we have seen a few times, whether it's the right front a few times, sending guys around, but this one the right rear on that one of Stephenson. Todd, maybe if you get a moment there, have a look. It'd be interesting to see if we've got any cords showing. I uh, don't know whether we would have it wore down that far, but maybe... Haven't seen any yet on any of the cars that uh, have made stops and switched tires. Haven't seen cords coming through at all yet. Ah, that's a good sign. Uh, this racetrack in beautiful condition. Uh, you know, Trevor Seabird and his whole staff have done a great job here at Penticton Speedway. Um, it, they're building it up. Man, are they doing a good job. They have done an incredible job turning this facility into what it is currently this evening that uh, we are witnessing this Western Rattler 300 at. And fittingly, the guys that built the place are first and second right now with Riley out front. Trevor is going to be on the outside of his son for the restart. We'll see if Dad plays nice in the 69 or if Riley is going to try and hold off Dad and run him hard. I think from what I've seen in the RS1 series, they don't lay down for each other at all. No, I don't think so. And to answer one of my previous questions, I think we're getting the answer to that now, as the Smokehouse number 8 of Kelly Admiral uh, is behind the pace car now. Uh, he will jackrabbit by the pace car and become the lucky dog. I don't know, Brad, whether it puts him back on the lead lap I don't think he was down more than one. I'm not sure, Joe, but uh, I'll tell you, the real mover is Cal Reed came from the back, Joe. Look where he's sitting now, and uh, crew chief uh, made a little adjustment when they came in the second time. They were on the back adjusting, and they were also on the front on the sway bar. So whatever they did to the 42 car, it certainly helped it as he came up through the field. Logan Jewell comes down pit road late 
get some service as the pace car is now going to hit pit road. The cars are in the center of 3-4 and coming back to the strike. Seabird against Seabird. It's the youngster against the dad. They go side by side underneath the 12 car looking to take it away. 69 of Trevor Siebert now with Matthew Shirley to his inside for the second spot and Kyle Reed is up to fourth but Brad something's still sparking under the right side of Reed's car in the 42. It has been ever since it went back but it hasn't seemed to bother the car. He's been sparking ever since the pit stop but that car is on rails so I'm not sure. It might be just a fender skirt on the bottom, but it doesn't seem to be hurting the performance of that race car. Both Seaverts out front right now. Riley leads Trevor Seaverts. Back to Matthew Shirley in the 12. Kyle Reed in the 42 car. And back to Jim White in the 29. Just outside them, guys. The 19 car right there. Over to Thomas. Right up there into that spot. Kyle Reed drives it into one and two. He's going to come out with third place. He's going to drive away down the back stretch. Reed all the way up to third. He is on a tear right now. The 42 car from out in Nova Scotia is trying to make that long haul worth it for $10,000. And he only has, well, two Seabirds in front of him. Trevor and Riley. Riley in the 09. Trevor in the 69 as they come to you, Brad Mann. You can put a blanket over Shirley and White as they go down to fight for the third, the fourth, the fourth, the fifth spot as they run bumper to bumper. Don't look now, but Corbin Thomas in the red number 19, he's been at the tail for most of this, but he is uh, getting ready to crack the top five. One of the guys around the Baker's Dozen 100 last night using those lessons learned in that race to work his way up through the field. Meanwhile, Reed is putting the pressure on. He's starting to close the gap on Trevor Siebert for second place. Reed is there about a car length and a half back. Sure, he's looking to take that spot before we get into 150 break so he can restart up on the outside. Riley Siebert starting to gap his dad in the 09, but Trevor is soon going to be busy with the 42 of Kyle Reed, who is trying to cap off his charge back up through the pack as we get uh, to lap 140, 10 laps to go till the halfway break crash. Seabird opens up a big lead. He's got a 10-card lead over his father. The battle is Reed trying to the back buffer. He closes up. Reed really getting through the bottom of one and two. Meanwhile, Trevor Seabird washing up the racetrack a little bit. So that's the best battle on the field so far here in the closing lap. At 1.41, we will go to break at 1.50. Kyle Reed, who was the class of the field early on. Riley Siebert, after Reed's problems, taking over from that. Daryl Horwath, Corbin Thomas going at it just outside of the top five. The 19 and the 34, but Kyle Reed closing in quickly on Trevor Siebert, trying to find a way around him as the laps wind down to the halfway break. Brad. Siebert, Reed drives in under the bottom, but Siebert on the outside pulls him off the back stretch. That's been the way it has been for the last three laps down here between one and two. Riley Siebert with a lot of breathing room between him and Dad Trevor as Kyle Reed took a peek to the inside of the 69 car. Siebert almost had to get out of it and gave up about two or three car lengths as they go into one and two. He had to give up or he was going to spin the 69 car, so he backed off rather than getting sent to the back. 
smart move by the wheel man of the 42 car. And that's something that you'll see early on in this one, but maybe not later on, as Matthew Shirley still hanging on to the four spot. Jimmy White back there in fifth as the field continues to work its way around, now sorting into single file formation. After that restart, Shirley and White going at it as they come down the front straight. 147 is on the board right now. Just a few more circuits, and these guys are going to get a much needed set. The top three are way out front. They got a comfortable lead. The only battle really is next to turn. And it looks like the 42 Reeds is going to settle down and finish these last couple laps in third. And we'll see what adjustments they do at the halftime. But what a show they're putting on up in front of this Rattler 300 race. And you know the spotter is talking with Reed, counting down those laps to make sure he saves his stuff here as we come up to lap number 150. They'll probably wait for the entire field to pass around before we get the yellow flag. The flagman has the yellow flag in hand. And the caution lights come on around the speedway, and we are getting ready for our halfway break. So everybody will head into the pits and have seven minutes to fuel their cars back up, change tires, and right as they do that, we're going to go to break on Rev TV as well as Race Time Radio Joe, and if you're on Shaw Spotlight, you're not going to miss a minute of the action. There you go. We will be back. Stay with us. We'll have lots from Pit Road when we come back. Hey, race fans, this is James Hinchcliffe. You are listening to Race Time Radio. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca and by Rev TV Canada. From two wheels to four and so much more, the race is on Rev TV Canada. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Stop by Own Sound, Mr. Transmission, for a free multi-check inspection for all your driveline needs, including transmissions, differentials, transfer cases, axles, and more. Mr. Transmission, Own Sound, the area's number one driveline specialist. Chris and his team will take care of you. Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle. Nova Scotia's Colleen Jones led her team to two World Curling Championships and won the Tournament of Hearts six times. In 1979, at just 19, she won her first of 16 Nova Scotia titles. And in 82, at 22, she won the Canadian women's title. In all, Colleen Jones appeared in a record 21 Canadian championships. Canadian Sports Trivia. And now is a public service. Race Time Radio presents the best free race invocation ever. And now... 
Pastor Joe Nelms. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear Tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa. My two children, Eli and Emma, are as we like to call them the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. Now, back to more Race Time Radio with your host, Smokin' Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight on Racetimeradio.com, on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and, of course, live on Rev TV Canada. We are halfway in tonight's Western Rattler 300 live from Penticton Speedway. And have we got a burn burner? Lots of cars on pit road, as a matter of fact, all of them. And let's throw it down to Todd Lewis. What do you got, Todd? Well, I just spent the last five minutes or so walking up and down pit road just to do a little bit of a survey to see which drivers are going to change tires and who might be thinking, maybe I'll save them for a little later in the race. But so far, everybody is changing to four fresh tires during this mandatory pit stop and break. It is not required that you change tires at this time, but it looks like everybody is going to split this 300 lapper right in half. The Siebert cars, both of them as you're looking, the leader 09 of Riley Siebert up, already has uh, the right side tires changed. They'll be working on the left side momentarily. Trevor Siebert as well, already up in the air and those tires are being switched. It is required that if you're going to fuel the car, you do make the fuel stop during this caution period. That is the only time you're permitted to fuel the car, and that, of course, is what everybody is doing. Checked as well with the uh, the 42. They are going to change uh, tires on that car. The 12 of uh, Matt Shirley as well. They said, yes, they are going to switch tires at this time. So looks like, Joe, everybody is going to switch this uh, switch the four tires and divide this race in half and not try to save them for a little bit later. Question for you, Todd. I don't know uh, what the answer is. You might have it down there. Is this it for tires? If you put four brand new skins on there, is that it? Is that what you got? Or can you come in late in the race and maybe grab two? It does not mean that you can't change tires again. You are permitted to change tires now, but you are not required to change tires now. If you decide that you want to maybe do it again later in the race, you're permitted, but you are limited to the number of tires that you are allowed during this race. You've got eight tires that were inflated and ready to go for the race. Those are the eight that you run tonight. Ah, so there you go. Brad Mann, uh, what would you be doing? Would you be grabbing new sneakers, maybe just right sides, or can that mess you up pretty big? Take just right sides, Joe. you got to take the four or it'll mess you up big time. So I would be taking the four, but it doesn't rule out coming in on a late caution and putting your four back on that you had after they're all cooled off. We've seen that done a couple of times in the 250 in Ferryden. So it's gamblers, uh, but it looks like all the top runners 
off to go for the new sneakers, and uh, I'm just going to get over here and just get a word with uh, Chris Reed. Uh, I did tell him I was going to talk to him, Joe, so uh, Chris, he had quite a hot rod early, and then something went wrong, got a flat tire, but uh, whatever the crew did to Justin, got your eight back through. Yeah, we got a, we got a real good piece. We, uh, we lost the right front, and I think it took out the way there, but we're, uh, we're working around it, and are pretty pretty good at what they do and so yeah it's uh it's uh definitely a fun night and hopefully we'll uh, do another interview here in another 150 laps all right the 42 wanting to do another interview in another 150 laps i'm good with that joe oh. fellow maritime or i could handle that uh, absolutely <laughs> down to you todd all right, with Riley Siebert, who was leading as we hit that halfway break. Riley, you sort of took over in the second quarter of this race. How do you approach the second half of the race? You know, the car right now is just absolutely beautiful. It's, it's a dynamite piece. I can conserve this thing all night long. I can rip those laps off all night long. So for me, it's about keeping every panel on this car absolutely clean. And uh, we're going to have a really good run here if, if I keep all the fenders on it. And I... I don't think anybody's got anything for me unless they throw the kitchen sink at it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good right now. That is a very confident-sounding Riley Sievert, who will be the leader when we return back to green. As the cars are all down pit road getting some service, they do have just limited time to get the service work done. And then they're going to come back out onto the speedway and continue tonight's Western Rattler 300 from Penticton Speedway. I mentioned it before, but it might be a real good opportunity to mention it one more time right now. If you are planning to come out to Canada's West Coast on your summer holidays, don't forget to check out Penticton Speedway. A beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, you can't beat it. Two lakes, one at either end of town, surrounded by mountains. Uh, speaking with Trevor Siebert earlier, uh, he said, Joe, this is the only place you can go anywhere where uh, I, I believe it's called Apex Mountain. is straight over from us. He said you can go skiing on the snow in the middle of the summer. Come down to the bottom and jump on a jet ski uh, and go for a rip across the lake. It's beautiful at Penticton and uh, nothing but excellent hospitality out here. We've got to thank everybody. I know Brad and I were talking about it earlier, and uh, just a beautiful area. Brad, cars are refiring. They're going to start heading back. They will go back out the same way they came in. They definitely will, Joe, and I'd be anxious to see. New tires do take a little time to set in, so I'd be anxious to see what they got. But these teams that are running up front seem to have their strategy plan all figured out, so I'm sure that their tires are set at the perfect pressures that they want. And uh, it's a long 150 laps, so anything can happen, as we saw last night. It isn't over until the, the checkered flag flies. So we had a real exciting first 150, and I don't think we'll have anything that's going to disappoint us on the last 150 either. What are you thinking, Todd Lewis? Well, I'm just thinking that they uh, maybe bought out the concession for tape on that 29 of Jim White because it is all tape that is on that car right now. They spent a good portion of this break refixing some of those body panels. Of course, he had some contact earlier, got spun around, and uh, some of that body work was really dangling. But they have secured it and, and really improved, uh, I think, the look of that car. It's, it's now the tape paint scheme. <laughs> yeah, the difference between two brothers, right? You got Jimmy White. 
He's got it all taped up. He's good to go. Brother Jason White? Nah, nah, we're not taping nothing. Cut it in half. Yeah, that's uh, Jason's car that he owns, so if he gives the command, you rip the bodywork right off the side of that number three machine for the folks at uh, Zimmer Auto Group helping Jason out. And a very important thing for the people at the racetrack, 50-50. We have the 50-50 winner, and for you on Rep TV, you get a special treat. You get get to listen to me read out the 50-50 number here right on Rev, as well as Sirius XM. That's good, as long as we get, like, a whole load of dough that's going to the winner. I saw it was over a 1000 bucks going to the winner, so uh, it's, it's a big purse, decent chunk. Four, six, one, five, three, one. It's a white ticket. Four, six, one, five, three, one. You can head to the Secan directly beneath the broadcast booth to claim your 50-50 prize. And the dough was going to a worthy cause. I know Todd caught up with the uh, uh, hard work that goes in behind the scenes and the dedication. So uh, good on you. If you won it, if you won the 50-50, congratulations. Field starting to make its way back out onto the racetrack right now as we speak, as the service being completed. The air horn's going off to signal down to the crews that uh, it's time to get those cars buttoned up, ready to go, and the officials will give them a quick once-over as they head out onto the racetrack. Field was frozen uh, at the time where they finished the first segment, so everybody will get back into their correct lineup. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier, Joe, I don't know if we can get a shot of the front straight here on the Rev TV broadcast, but uh, Jimmy White's number 29 is a marvel of duct tape. Yeah, it looks like the Spider-Man car. The 29, don't let the the tape fool you. That machine is wicked quick. The same as the number 12 of Matthew Shirley. Lucky for us, we get a really good shot at that Rent Sweets machine. Uh, Beautiful looking car, and it's quick. And a good pan through some of the cars there on the Rev TV broadcast, as well as Shaw's Spotlight, as everybody is keeping it clean for the most part. Not a whole lot of donut marks on the side of most of these cars, with the exception, of course, of Jimmy White, as we mentioned, as we get a nice shot of the front straight here at Penticton Speedway and just a shot that shows you the banking. And that corner, Joe, used to be parking lot flat once you got in there. And now with three and four banked up there, this place is a little speed bowl. Well, it is. And, you know, we've talked tonight about, you know, the work that the Seabird family has done here at this facility. Uh, Trev and Ingo, everybody here, they've had it for a little better than a year. But this Speedway has got a 53-year history. Uh, There's a lot of short track action that's happened here, Brad, man, for a long time. Yeah, indeed it has, Joe, and uh, they've certainly done a lot of different things here and uh, spruced up the look of the Speedway quite a bit, so... That always brings in more fans, and uh, they've got some big plans. They plan to build a go-kart track up above, so uh, they're not they're not done yet. Uh, I would say in a year's time, this place will look even a whole lot different again. And still a lot of work that has gone on in the lead-up to this event. I know they'll have the front straight grandstand sorted out here as the season goes on. Again, the RS1 series is going to be in action. The Avion Sprint Car Series as well that brings a bunch of cool open-wheel race cars together. All that and more. You can head to uh, PentictonSpeedway.com for upcoming races, upcoming information. 
Also, Rev TV, a lot of exciting broadcasts planned for them with their all-north racing. This is part of that, a special live presentation. And, Joe, you're going to be back uh, full force here after a few years off with COVID with Race Time Radio as well with a lot of special events in the works right now. Absolutely. We have a number of events on the docket. Uh, I can tell you we will be out for the IWK 250. Brad, it's been quiet for a couple of years, but the IWK 250 is back on the plan. We'll be back out there to call it for our 11th season. That's always exciting, the IWK 250, and we certainly love bringing it back to the, all the fans across North America. The last broadcast we did, Joe, we had over a million plus tuned into that broadcast. So I'm sure lots of people are excited to hear that the IWK 250 will be brought to you by Race Time Radio. Okay, we're going back to green. I can't quite figure this out. I can't Joe either. Nine and 69 are at the back of the field. And they're showing at the front. I don't get it, but we'll continue on. The 42 of Kyle Reed appears as though he's on the lead. Maybe they were too long in pit road, Joe. I don't know. but And uh, it's weird, but that's what takes place if Reed has the lead. Kyle Reed out front. Matthew Shirley, now the benefactor, up in second. Jimmy White, the number 29, with the right side kind of flapping on the 29. Maybe... They ran out of duct tape, but Matthew Shirley's going for the lead in turn number three up the inside of Kyle Reed as they come off the turn number four into one and two grab. Shirley dumps it down in. He's trying to go around the bottom, but he will get it done. He pulls up beside Reed down the back stretch for the win lead. Reed with a wiggle off it, too, and that allowed Shirley to get to the inside of him for the race lead as they will go toe-to-toe through one and two once Sh- again. Shirley's car really gets upset. Reed pulls off a little bit on the backstretch. Give the advantage to Reed. Those tires have got to heat up. They've only got three laps on them since he went back to Reed. Meanwhile, How many laps does it take Brad, to get the heat built? Well, it's probably about 10, Joe, when you get it going, but these guys are going at it pretty good right off the get-go. So Reed and Shirley bumper to bumper. Reed puts it down in the bottom, leaves the outside for Shirley, but he can't get it done. Stevenson rides along in third. Seems like Reed's car takes a few laps to get up to speed as Shirley was able to stick with him right after that restart. Whole gaggle of cars behind him. Jimmy White trying to hold off Daryl Horwath for the fourth position as they made a little bit of contact down the back straight. They'll get it straightened out. But Jimmy White into the pits in the 29 for fourth. Tough break for the 29. And they're all bunched up three wide down here in one and two. 51 has the back out of it. Oh, that was a close one to a match. Right in front of Seabird, number 69. And Riley Seabird is a man on the move as we get a shot of Kyle Reed, Matthew Shirley. Reed able to open up a gap as Todd Lewis is down in the pits with an update. I'll give you the update on the 09 and the 69. It was a penalty because of the pit violation. They came in during the mandatory stop, but they touched the car before the horn sounded to allow teams to start work on the car. Everyone was supposed to come in. 
they were supposed to be given the signal then to begin work. Both Seabird cars were touched early. They said they didn't do any work, but said that's the penalty. They said, all right, we'll go to the back. So Riley Seabird, who sounded so confident, is now going to put that 0-9 through his paces to get back to the front. I don't want to hear anybody say that there's favoritism at this speedway with that. Man, that's a tough penalty to take, but they did it. If anything, they're under more of a microscope in that situation, if that proves anything. As up front, Kyle Reed still leading the way as Matt Stephenson has worked his way up into third. And a guy that we haven't talked about a whole lot, Daryl Mitchley in the 81 is up inside of the top five. And Riley Siebert, we mentioned he was at the tail of the field. He is up into fifth already on a tear. Look at the guy go. As Spader goes down there, he has trouble. 164 complete, and look at the pace that Riley Siebert is on, but he's going to have to maintain it and keep it going. The 42, the 12, and the 1 are dead nuts flying around this speedway. We got the 10-car meter in the pit rate by me. I don't know what's wrong. He took the window net down, so possibly the 10-car may be done for the night. Riley Siebert has worked his way up to fourth around Daryl Midgley in the Northern Provincial Pipelines. Dodge Charger, the 81 machine, as Siebert continues his charge up through the field as Matthew Shirley is closing back in on Kyle Reed as her leaders work their way off at turn number four. Meanwhile, Reed and Shirley will go at it. Reed jumps it in on the bottom. He gets good grip off. Shirley up outside, loses a little. Lewis, is that it for Mater, the whole center? Well, the window net is down. The hood has been removed from the front of the car, and everyone is staring with a forlorn look on their faces at that motor, shining a light on it, but nobody is really moving too quickly in terms of trying to diagnose that problem. Uh, Wes is still in the car, but nobody's really moving too quickly. Uh, heartbreak for that number 10. Uh, he'll get it. Uh, you know, one of the young members, of this division, uh, you've got to have a page like this in your book in order to go out and have victory. 171 the 42 count reach is out front. Matthew Shirley, though, is not fading fast, and in fact, for a few laps, he was right up on the bumper of Reed. Reed able to work through the lappers just a little bit better as he comes up on Adam Dowler in the 53 car to put him a lap down. Reed now taking a peek to the inside of him, but the top two are gone from the rest of the field. Reed continues to lead down the back stretch. He opens up about a four-car lead over Shirley. Comfortable lead. They're into lap traffic. Almost gets into the 53 coming off the four, but he'll clear the 53 lap there on the back stretch. We got to look at Riley Siebert, who's worked his way up to fourth. He's trying to close in on Matt Stephenson for the third spot as Reed and the 12 of Shirley continuing to be the class of the field for the moment. Stephenson and Siebert going by as through three and four one more time. 42 and the 12 going at it and looks like Reed's having a tough time with Dowler. Just like that, 176 laps complete of tonight's Western Raptor 300. All fun from Penticton Speedway right across here in Sexat, Channel 167, Canada Dutch. And of course, welcome to all of you tuned in on Red TV Canada. And it's Chris Reed enjoying about a four-car length lead over Shirley. 
Looking back for the third place is Stevenson, but look, don't look now. Seabird has caught the tail end of Stevenson, and he's looking to take over that third spot. Under green, the nine is on the move. Riley Seabird with the bit between his teeth, and that thing is hooked up and flying as he tries to work his way to the inside of Matt Stephenson. Seabird, through three and four, to get a shot of it high above Penticton Seabird on the inside of the blue and yellow machine as your leaders head down the back straight into three. You would think that maybe Riley Seabird is turning the sideways up and the advantage you want to have from being out front to get well, he, I talked to the Seabirds earlier in the day. He's got a crate motor under that, Joe, so crate motor's not as hard on the tires, so it'll probably withstand, but it's certainly going to take some goodness out of them running as hard as he is. But the guys up front are running just as hard. Reed and Shirley aren't giving up anything. They're just going at it. Yeah, they are battling like it is. Lap 298 or 299 out of the front, not concerned about saving anything. And neither is Riley Siebert, who has found his way back up to third as your leaders again coming off the turn number four. There is Siebert going into three and four. Stephenson back there in the fourth spot as they come by the start-finish line, Brad. Well, uh, certainly Seabird would be looking for a caution. That's one thing for sure. And he's about half a racetrack behind the leaders, but the leaders are not slowing down at all. They're picking their way through lap traffic. And at lap 185, Reed has about a four-car lead over Shirley. Kyle Reed still trying to hang on and now actually extending his advantage over Reed a little bit. And it looks like coming off at two is where Matthew Shirley kind of gets him, but Reed better through three and four. Just another case of the bumps kind of upsetting the race car. Yeah, I would think so. You're right on there, Cole. Lap 187. And how about this? What makes it into the top five? We haven't seen the 51 there all night. Jared Bond, the defending West Car champion. And he is one of the guys giving up some of that horsepower, some of the brakes, bigger suspension, and lighter weight cars, usually with the uh, super lates. But the weight penalty with the super lates here this weekend. And the West Car guy is getting the break. And Jared Vaughn has worked his way inside of the top five. And it's on a tear as well. Meanwhile, Rita lies across the line. And he'll lead lap 190. Surely about four car lengths back. Reed trying to get around the 81 lap car. Having a little harder time. Shirley closes up to the back bumper. 190 laps complete here at Van Vinton. The 42 car, Kyle Reed. Nova Scotia, Ben. He's up front as well. Matthew Shirley, Saskatoon. He's right there. Same as the 81. Finally, Reed gets around the lap car of the 81. Shirley will follow him through. Put about a half a car length bumper between the two of them down the back stretch. Off of turn number four, Kyle Reed in the number 42. Now heading down the back straight with Matthew Shirley stuck right with him this entire time as your leaders go through three and four. Looking further back in the pack, Brandon Carlson, some of those guys are going to start catching them with lap traffic, and we'll see how Reed and Shirley handle getting through that, because with that lap traffic, you're not going to run your preferred line the entire time. Right, these guys at the front rod are in a different area of going right now. Although the 09 is starting to come, the 42 and the 12 are all on their own right now. 
they are, Joe, but block traffic will slow them down a little bit. But then again, Seabird will have to get around the lap traffic also. So it's about an even swap back. They haven't seemed to change much difference. About a half a track like the leaders have on the nine at Seabird that's in third. And I haven't noticed Kyle Reed's car sparking quite as badly as he gets held up a little bit by the number 15 machine trying to go around the outside of him. It was sparking really bad leading up into the halfway break, but the crew probably doing a few adjustments, making sure whatever was catching underneath of the 42 car was clear. And now Reed with no problems. Sometimes, Brad, you'll have a drag like that, the body breaks, what have you, and eventually it'll stop sparking because you wear it half off. Well, that's true if it is on the fenders. The fender flare in the bottom could be that. But when I interviewed him, he talked about the sway bar weighing a little bit. So that would make sense with the tire going down that the sway bar would rub. But the crew chief, Andrew, on that's very shrewd, very smart. They made some adjustments at the brake, and it looks like they certainly hit on the right combination. Uh, Andrew Hickman, Roland McDonald, that whole shop, the Cape Racing Shop. Uh, they've been having great success. Austin McDonald out on the East Coast won himself a race in New Hampshire. We had him on the show just a couple of weeks ago. They're doing a great job running the cars tour. They're busy guys, Brad. They see them running on the East Coast, and you see another one here running on the West Coast. They certainly do, and they do some of the work on the 10 car Mater also. I'm not sure, guys, but I thought I saw smoke coming out of the right rear of the nine car at last lap by you guys in the front coming off of four. We'll definitely take a look at that. Seaward is pushing hard to try and catch up with those two drivers, but Matthew Shirley and Kyle Reed getting around Brandon Carlson now with clear sailing for at least another lap or two before they catch up with the rest of the lap. Traffic is Riley Seaward is eating away. Oh, we got a spin in two. Car around and backing it into the inside wall. That is Jason White the second time. The three has gone around coming off of turn number two. I just saw it. He lost it himself and just collected the end of the jersey barriers on the inside of the racetrack. Yeah, he almost made that a perfect pirouette and just about landed right up at road. Uh, no harm, no foul. Then he made a little bit of contact, but we have caution on lap 204 of tonight's 300. Brad, not 100 laps left in tonight's race. I tell you, the guy I'd be happy about that is the nine car at Seabird because that's going to close up the gap. So it'll be interesting to see. He certainly was confident that he had the car to win. So this will close up the gap and put them back up front so he won't have to run his hard trying to chase these guys down. But... This thing's long from over, Joe, and we saw last night it all come down to the last lap for two of them races. I wouldn't be surprised it comes down the last lap tonight to decide who wins, too. Todd Lewis is down in the pits. Todd? We'll watch which Seabert winds up near the front of the field or furthest forward at the end of this one. That 69 has climbed back into the top five. Talking to Trevor Seabert earlier, it's just, yeah, you got to get through the first 150. You don't want to go a lap down, but you don't want to run too hard either. Riley Seabert was really pushing that 09 to get back towards the front. Trevor was methodical and didn't push quite as hard, but look, now he finds himself in fifth place, a little over 90 laps to go. Maybe he has a better car at the end of the race. Ah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny, Joe, that Todd talks about that. I talked to Trevor earlier in the day, 
just joking with him yesterday. I said, if I was betting money with Joe, should I put it on you or the young fella? He says, experience counts. Figure yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. Lots lots of discussion and bragging rights over this. I can guarantee you come, uh, you know, Sunday night, Monday, around the table, they're going to be talking lots about this. I imagine everybody will be. This has been a dynamite race out here in Penticton, the Western Rattler 300. Doesn't get much better than this. And how about it? It's the kickoff to a brand new season up here in Canada on Asphalt Flamborough Speedway. Got under the green flag tonight back in Freelton, Ontario. Haven't got any results for you, but I can tell you they got under the green flag with the limited late models, the pro late models, and more. Uh, good to see. Racing's back. Snow's gone. And how cool is it to have a big event like this kicking off the season? You usually see that later on in the summer, but uh, for a lot of these drivers, this is their first race of the year, as I believe the field has been given the signal to bunch her up back into two-by-two formation. And Riley Sievert, we mentioned him, he's going to be on the inside of row two. He's going to be chomping at the bit to try and get around Kyle Reed and Matthew Shirley off at turn number four. Field under control, the 42 car. Reed stops on the left pedal. We're green. 42 gets a good start, but Shirley's right there side by side. They'll shove it down. Shirley's going to follow in to get second. Meanwhile, Seabird's going to go for third down the back stretch. Trevor Seabird to the inside of Matt Stephens in for fourth. Riley Seabird took a peek to the inside of Matthew Shirley in the 12 car for the second spot as they head down the back straight. Seabird in the 0-9 and Shirley in the 12 side by side for second with Reed out in the lead. Seabird's got that car completely sideways coming off of four, but he's going to get around Shirley on the back stretch. Seabird to second. Riley has definitely been up on the wheel of interest to see if he's got enough tires here as the laps wind down to how hard he has been driving in that 09 car as Kyle Reed, another guy that went to the back and worked his way up to the front, continues to set the pace around Penticton Speedway. 208 laps complete of tonight's 300. The 42 of Reed looked a little loose that time around off turn two. I don't know whether the car is or whether he's just trying to float it through and try to conserve those tires. Well, he is a little loose getting up off of two, but he's been shoving it pretty deep into one, Joe, and it's been washing up a little bit, and Seabird is getting there to his back bumper, but he's also loose. Riley Seaver is up on the wheel. Look at how much he pulls on Kyle Reed through three and four. Reed up high. Seaver down low. Trevor Seaver going for third just out of the shot with Matthew Shirley as they head down the back straight. Reed slips up. Here comes Riley Seaver for the race lead in the three and four. Joe as they come off a of turn number four. Seaver right there. Here we go. And Seaver. 12 laps in. Look at this for a race. Seabird is on the back bumper of the 42, but he puts it completely sideways, coming off of four. Meanwhile, Trevor Seabird has slipped up by Shirley, and he's into third. Here comes Riley again in the 09, stalking the 42 car, and he's biding his time right now because he has the pace to get around that 42 of Kyle Reed, and Reed chops down low to try and cut off that inside lane. Riley really gets a good run up off of two. He just motors up off of two. He gets to the back bumper, but Reed will pull him back off. They go down. Reed pinches it down on the bottom. 
Riley of Fulham going down the back stretch. He's there. He's inside him. Wow, what a burst of energy coming off turn four. It's still Kyle Reed with the lead four now. Kyle Reed washes up the racetrack and Riley goes around him for the lead. Here comes Reed back to the inside, but Siebert's going to clear him off the turn number four. Riley Siebert from the back to the front in the 0-9 car trying to drive away. And Dad Trevor is going to join the party in the 69 and third. He's closing in on Reed, trying to make it an happy on Motorsports. Lake x him 1-2. That car got some power. Man, uh, Brad, man, it's not up perfect. you got a good pilot behind the wheel. He does, Joe, but the way he arcs the corner of one and two, he sort of diamond cuts it, and then he just really accelerates off of two. That's where you notice the difference. Well, they have that thing hooked up, so it runs over the bumps, and that's that Penticton Speedway experience. You see Kyle Reed in the 42. When he comes off of two, the car almost jumps up two lanes when the back end steps out. But Riley Seaver just motors on through every time he hits the bumps. Seabird in lap traffic, followed by Reed. They'll go around Jason White. And it's the second Seabird card back behind. Sitting in third, Shirley Ford. Now there's a race for the fifth spot. You know, I was talking with Trevor there. Yeah, big race for the fifth spot. Developing between Matt Stephenson in the one car and the 34, Daryl Howard. This a head down the back straight. Oh, problems almost in front of your leaders. They'll get by the... Number 15 machine that's slow on the front straight as Stephenson almost oh, went up wow. the back of him. Tony Terrence with problems in the 15, slowing to bring out the yellow flag in this one. And uh, if you caught it on the broadcast, on the drone shot, a few heart-stopping moments there oh, as man. leaders came off of four. I'll tell you what, I, my heart's in my mouth. I've seen the 15 woven up and the field coming off turn four. You know what they do? They go to the fence. Uh, you know, to try and keep that momentum up. And, man, the 15 car was, uh, I don't know, quarter speed. I definitely got trouble, Brad. Yeah, it could have been a big crash on the front stretch. They were going by the inside, outside. And one thing about these cars, once you get dialed in, Joe, you're so low in them that basically all you see is the end of the hood and the left front. You don't see very well out of the right front. You depend on your spotter to tell you if there's somebody outside. So it's very easily to get dialed in and not even see that over the right side of the car. couple guys down pit road here. Jason White back into his stall. Looks like the number one's going to pick up some sneakers time. It does. This is maybe some of that strategy that we talked about at the break, whether or not you take tires, whether or not you switch back to some earlier tires that you had on. I'm going to look to see what's happening here with the eight car of Kelly Admiral as well as the crew's having a look underneath the hood but looks like they're satisfied and they'll send him back out again probably something in terms of handling they want to make sure that nobody nothing's dragging on the bottom yeah. the smokehouse number eight oh kelly's been just beside himself in that race car i can well imagine ran so so strong here yesterday uh the number eight is one of those top competitors from out here on canada's west coast you can see him at sutherland automotive speedway saskatoon he hangs out there when they've got the tour races happening. Uh, you know, Trent Seidel and all those guys out there put on a great show. Kelly Admiral's part of that. And talking with Kelly, he has kind of been picking and choosing the races that he's run the last few years. He's the 2018 Western Speed Association champion. 
back there on the prairies with these super late models. And uh, Kelly, unfortunately, not having the best run tonight after qualifying on the outside of the front row, but uh, still soldiering on here, trying to finish out the Western Rattler 300 as the recovery work on the number 15 machine continues on over there in turn number one. And uh, again, Riley Siebert putting on a clinic in the 09. And I was going to mention here before the caution came out that the uh, 69 to Trevor Siebert I was talking with him, I saw on Thursday when we were out here, he didn't go for many practice laps. I said, you know, Trevor, are you going to practice? He goes, yeah, it's it's all in hand. He did a few hot laps, pulled in, said the car's pretty good. And then look at where he's running right now, as well as Riley, who uh, hit the track out here on Wednesday and got a few laps in as well. I know uh, when we got in here, Brad Mann and I on Thursday watching practice on the track, uh, Riley Siebert in the 09 car. Brad, you'll attest to this. He was off by a good half second when they come out there. Yeah, he picked it up a bit by the end of the day, but he was no pole-sitting speed. Uh, he was quick, but still a couple of tenths short. He is really dialed in tonight. Well, Joe, sometimes being fast for a lap or two is not what you want. You go run 10 or 15 laps and make sure the car is comfortable and whatever speed you lay it down because that one fast lap is not going to cut it 200 laps into the race. So once you know the car is comfortable under you, you really don't care what's up on the clock. As long as you're there, you're competitive two, three tenths. If the car is comfortable, you know you're going to have a good hot rod for the race, and that's what counts. Just finished talking to Mater, the 10 car who set fast time, and his engine gave up, and that's what parks him for the night. Ah, tough, tough deal. A lot of laps being ran here all weekend long. Cole, you know what I'm going to do, right? Send us through the field. Is it a full? It is a full field rundown. We've got. Right now, Riley Siebert out in front. The 19 of Corbin Thomas is first in line, but he's going to be the uh, lucky dog here in the number 19 machine as Tony Terrence uh, still working on recovering that number 15 car. Riley Siebert, your race leader. Kyle Reed, the 42, in second. And uh, we were mentioning the guys who weren't quite spectacular in qualifying. Fifth on back currently uh, up front right now, so it shows you that some of the fast-time guys Maybe we're good for one lap, but over the course of a long run, have been struggling a little bit. Trevor Siebert back from the tail up into third in the 69. Matthew Shirley, the 12 car, in fourth. Daryl Howarth in the 34, currently lining up there in, I believe, the fifth position. And that's one of those West Car cars, one of the limited late models that are coming up through the field right behind him. Jared Bond, the 51, the defending West Car champion. And the West Car guys will be here May long weekend as well as to round out their season at the end of September. 29, Jimmy White a few laps down in the uh, duct tape special owned by Shane Harding. A lot of work going on to that car to kind of piece it together after early contact. Logan Jewell a few laps down as well. Brandon Carlson getting the lucky dog on the last caution. At the tail end of the lead lap, 53, Adam Dowler, Jason White, and Kelly Admiral rounding out things. Matt Stephenson in the one car will slot in. At the back of the pack, giving up his track position. He was in fifth when the caution came out, but ducking into the pits and getting that tire changed on the one machine. Ah, dynamite job as normal. The 222nd lap has been completed. We're under yellow. Brad, not a lot of yellows. I don't want to jinx this, but not a lot of yellows. For a 300-lap race, these guys are doing an incredible job. They are, Joe, and there's been a couple of close calls, but uh, 
there's been a lot of give and take, and most of the close calls are down here in turn one and two. Uh, they've got in three wide a couple times, but cooler heads prevail, and they've backed off. So hats off to them. They've still got all the fenders on, but uh, if we have a late caution from lap 275 on, I'm not so sure how tight the helmet straps will be and how they'll act. It'll be interesting to see. Okay, lap 222. Let's do this quick. Brad, give me your pick. Who's going to win this one? Well, I got to go with my uh, maritime buddy, the Reeds. I can't go against them. Uh, you know, when I'm back home, I always take Blakehorn. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take Reed. Uh, he's in. He's a maritimer from back our way. So I got to pick the 42 car, Kyle Reed, all the way from Nova Scotia. Todd Lewis, come on, give us a pick. How do you not like the 69 in the uh, methodical? measured approach that Trevor Siebert has taken to find himself back up towards the front so give me the veteran experience on this one. Yes sir. What do you think Cole? I'm going to go with the 12 car Matthew Shirley the dark horse in this one. He's shown some speed the guy's running away with it out in front maybe Matthew's been saving a little bit. We're going to find out here in the next few laps. You took my car buddy. You took my car thoughts right out of my mind. I love the 12. Oh man I don't know. This is going to be uh, one for the ages. Uh, Joe, something the, cool, the leader Canada. still hasn't been taken, Joe, so you can take the leader. Yeah, we're, we're oh, giving... did you guys leave Riley? You did. Okay, we're... hold on. I'll take Riley. That's just respect, Joe. We let the elder have the, the oh. last pick, you know, the better Oh, pick. oh. One of those cards, Mr. Man. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to find out the answers to all of it in just mere moments as the field warms up. Behind that beautiful Avion Motorsports Penticton pace car that is going to hurry up and get down pit road. Cars are all doubled up. All the way front to back, coming back to the green flag. They get a good jump green side by side with Seabird. They'll dump it down in the corner, but Seabird's going to pull him off the back. Reed will settle into second, but the other Seabird cars lurking around in third. Kyle Reed, Reed giving up now. Siebert's going to clear him. Here comes Trevor to the inside of the 42 car and the 69 trying to make it once again to Siebert Family 1 2 as they go into 1 and 2. Dig, dig, dig. Reed. The 69 in the bottom of the racetrack down here in 3 4. He's looking up the inside of the 42 for that second spot. Ugh, they touch coming out of dual Reed and see Trevor Siebert get together. They'll gather it back up. Meanwhile, Reed will hold on to second, but Trevor's looking to take it from him in third. Jared Bond, the 51, one of the West Car competitors, inside of Matthews. Surely in that 51 machine for the fourth spot, as maybe Bond has some tires left over from that 51 car with a little bit less horsepower and a little bit less weight as they come off of turn number four. Bound into turn two, it's still Seabird leading. Reed sets second. Trevor Seabird looking for third. Jared Bond still working the inside, Joe, and that's uh, maybe a situation where Jared saves some tires as uh, Trevor Seabird still unable to get through Kyle Reed. Reed looks like he's better through three and four, and Seabird hasn't been able to pick him off in one and two yet. You're right. Saving is one thing, but you're going to have to start to use it. Because I'll tell you what, Riley Seaver is checking out. He enters turn number three and four. Fifth place is just coming off for now. 
Meanwhile, Shirley are running fourth. Back behind, he's about four car lengths. Back behind Trevor Seward. They have spread the gap a little bit as Reed pulls about two car lengths. They'll settle down and ride there for now as there's still 70 laps to go here. Meanwhile, the, the leader up front is setting a torrid feet. Riley Siebert, definitely the class of the field at the moment in the 0-9. Again, coming from the back to the front and trying to lock this one down. But we saw this in the street stock race. Billy Coles went from the back to the front to the front again and then didn't wind up the winner. There's still a long way to go for Riley Siebert. You know what? That has happened in every race so far this weekend at Penticton. If you have led this race, I mean late in the race, Bradman has almost been the greatest. It has been, Joe, the leader of the races ever since we've been here. Didn't win the race. Tonight was the first time, uh, I believe, 67, the street stock led the race and actually won it. But last night, everybody was leading the race, ended up getting in trouble, and the third place guy ended up being the winner. Oh, Mark Barrio coming to the final lap, heading into 3 4 disaster broke out on lap 99. He rolled his late model here at Penticton. Tough, tough deal. Hard to thinking about you. I know you're here listening in. Uh, hell of a run you had yesterday, Rod. 237 complete. Riley Seaver, a commanding lead. The 42 of Kyle Reed. Followed by the 69, and Trevor Seaver back to control the Badger's Meanwhile, the leaders are getting into lap traffic. Reed will go around the 53. Trevor Seabird, four cars back. Surely four cars back of him. And Bond sits in the fifth spot. As they flash down the front stretch, the nine car looking real good. Still stable as he goes through turns three. Back to the line, and he completes 240 laps, 60 more circuits. Reed drives around Jason White's lap car. That White slows on the back of Trevor, which went underneath him, almost got into the back. Now the front three leaders have the racetrack clear for a few laps before they run onto some more lap cars. Brad, big battle between the 42 and 69 just a few laps ago. Both of them run as hard as they did when they needed those tires. Super heated them, if you will. How long does it take to chill them back off when you see what the guys are doing now? They've separated out. They're content. They're running. Is that what they're doing? Maybe settling the tires now. They will be, and I think what you're going to see here in the last 50 is that the 42 and the 69 is going to turn it up. I'm not so sure the 9 hasn't burned up most of his tires running hard up front because the 42 has closed the gap. Oh, yeah. Oh, over the last 10, 15 laps, just 10 ago, Riley Seaver had a real commanding lead. And right now, that lead, that lead has evaporated to, let's say, four or five car lengths back to the 42. About the same three, four car lengths back to Trevor Seabird, there is your top three. Close same distance, but the lead is straight One of two things, Joe. He's either ran the tires off it or he's decided to back up. Reed gets into the wall on the front stretch on that lap. Be interested to see what happens to the car here in the dying laps. 
47 complete. All five from Van Hinken Speedway. It's the Western Rattler 300. All live Sirius XM Channel 167. Talk and about it live on MTV Canada. Working their way. Reed has definitely hurt that race car as he's slowing. He's got into the front wall and he has lost some of the momentum. Trevor Riley is, uh, Trevor is almost, Seabird's almost at his back bumper again. And there was a lot of gap between the two of them. Riley now also coming up on lap traffic. He's got the 81 8 in. The 19 of Corbin Thomas is going to negotiate around right now. Bradford, two, three real good cars. Three good cars up front, and I would say that Trevor Seabird has saved something, and you'll see the 69 start to close the gap as a Wally veteran has maybe saved his tires. And Kyle Reed isn't falling back as far as we've seen some of the second-place runners. He's actually keeping pace with Seabird as Seabird's kind of mired in the lap traffic at the moment as he goes to the inside of Corbin Thomas. In the 19 car, Kyle Reed still with Trevor Siebert, though, putting the pressure on him for the second spot. Matthew Shirley holding down Fort Jarrett Vaughn for the West Car Boys, running in fifth. Less than 50 laps to go. We're at lap 254 complete right now. Uh, less than 50 laps, Fred. Kyle Reed watches up after two, almost gets into the eight car. Finally, he gets five, but here comes Trevor underneath the 42 of Reed. He'll give him the spot. Reed goes back under him, down the back stretch. They go door handle, door handle. Yeah, Sieber put a donut mark right in the side of the 42 of Reed and gets the spot. Now it is once again a Siebert family one-two, but Reed is not going to give up that spot to Siebert easy, and he did not really appreciate how he got door slam going into one. Oh, Reed shit. a little better in one and two than what Siebert is, and Reed dives in the bottom. He's there. Siebert washes up the racetrack. There's a lap car in front of them. Seabird will settle into second. Reed creeping up along the inside of Seabird as he's stuck behind the lapper of Corbin Thomas. Riley Seabird out in front in that 53 into 09 machine trying to get around the 53 of Adam Dowler as Trevor Seabird still stuck behind the lapper of Corbin Thomas. Just 40 circles. Three wide on the back stretch. Reed, Seabird, and Rotoapker, Thomas. That was a close one. Absolutely. And the 69 of Seabird gets that second spot. But the 42 of Kyle Reed, he ain't going nowhere. No, he's not. He's not happy with how he got that second spot. And I'm not sure he's not going to pay him back. If they run bumper to bumper, Reed dives in the bottom. Jason White, the lap car up outside. Reed on the inside. He loses a little grip on the back. Reed dive bombs his way into their muscles. Siebert out for the spot in the 42. And Kyle Reed back up to second with a little bit of a give and take maneuver. A thank you and goodbye as he drives up to second and leaves Siebert back in third. Meanwhile, up front, the leader has opened quite a gap as these two have been racing hard in the back. At lap 263, he has a comfortable lead here. Riley Siebert, yeah, now he's in coast mode. His dad continues his battle with the 42 of Kyle Reed. 
And maybe a little bit of smoke I saw coming out of Reed there, but uh, Reed not pulling away from Trevor Siebert. As you can see, the second and third place cars on the drone shot here on the broadcast coming off the turn number four and going into one and two right now, Brad. Well, Reed dives in the bottom. He gets through better one and two than what Siebert does. Siebert seems to get better through three and four, so that's been the trade-off so far from what I've seen down here in one and two. Kyle Reed back up to second, and as this battle continues on, Riley Siebert is just running away in the 0-9, and if he's got this big of a lead, now he can start to kind of feather it and pad that advantage in that 0-9. As he goes to the inside of Brandon Carlson to put him a lap down, coming off the turn number four, Riley Siebert out in front, Brad. He is, and the only thing that can stop things now is a late caution, and that would be some interesting with about 20 to go or so to see who's got most patience, but so far, Riley Siebert's coasting away pretty easy. Seems like everybody can stick with him on the restart for a lap or two, so if there is that late race yellow, that'll probably be a lot of these guys' only opportunity to get at the 0-9, but Kyle Reed back around Trevor Siebert for second, and they are unable currently to close the gap to Riley Siebert, and who is a full straightaway ahead of the Brad. And it looks like Kyle Reed is stretching the gap from Trevor Siebert about five car lengths as they had been running bumper to bumper, so it looks like Kyle Reed with 29 to go is stretching it out, and he sits solidly in second place. You want long green flag run, well, we got it right here at Ben Dicton. The 09 is Trevor Seaver, or Riley Seaver, my pick, in the race is doing fantastic. Wolves it off turn four, back to the strike, and uh, he's on a Sunday drive on a Saturday night, right? They are so, and the top five are pretty solid where they're running, so there's a bunch of car lengths between them all, so nothing happening bumper to bumper here, but Kyle Reed has opened up about a five car length advantage over Trevor Siebert, Riley Siebert is way up front, he's opened up almost half a racetrack, so... Unless there's a late caution, and here it is, the caution we talked about. Jason White in the three car matching his number with his third spin. Unfortunately, the evening, it's been a tough night for Jason, and uh, still soldiering on, though. He's going to try and finish these 300 laps. You know what? I learned something about Jason White tonight. When he spins, he loves planting his foot to the floor. Uh, he gets that car zipped around. I've seen him do that at Chukasa Speedway. Tug. You'll remember that race. Uh, coming off turn two at Jucasa, Jason White did that exact same thing. Remember that? That was, uh, what, 2019 or something? Pretty much wore out a set of tires on that spin, if I recall, Joe, just trying to spin that car around and get it pointed in the right direction. We've seen Jason try to do it. It's a little it's a little trickier here on a, on a tight oval, but uh, a little more room at Jucasa. But this is the caution that we thought might arrive. 25 laps to go. Father, son, in reasonable proximity. One's going to line up first and lead them back to green. Trevor will line up third directly behind him. And then, of course, the 42 on the outside of the front row. How about a call for that 51 car as well, who started in the back, still running in the top five. That team has been on the charge right from the start of this one. And that is Jarrett Bond, defending West Card champion in the 51, showing why he is the defending West Card champion in that 51 machine. 
Todd, you been hearing anything from the lake excavating guys down there about how either car is handling or have they kept it pretty tight-lipped? Uh, it's been uh, pretty obvious that both are handling pretty well. I don't know how hard Trevor has actually pushed that car yet. There's uh, he's, he's known for patience, and maybe he was expecting the late caution as well. I'm, I think we will see all he's got in these final few laps. Well, we saw there with his battle with Kyle Reed, he's not afraid to uh, get a little bit physical with uh, his moves in that 69 car. So we'll see if he can uh, be up on the wheel here for the restart. And Riley Siebert having a good restart is kind of going to dictate how this thing uh, turns out. Not a mark on that 09 car. That thing is as pristine as the day they rolled it out here for practice. A uh, beautiful looking machine, lake excavation on the side of it, uh, doing a beautiful job. The 42 of Kyle Reed, uh, you know what, Brad, it kind of looked like Kyle was going to fade back. And uh, within, what, two, three laps, it's like he hit a switch and that car came back on. Well, what happened, Joe, he hit the, he hit the wall on the front stretch by the flag stand. And I'm sure he backed off for two or three laps to make sure the car was going to be all right. Once it felt all right, he turned up with the wick again. No, 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 no. What happened was, what I referred to earlier tonight, he hit it and it bent it the right way. <laughs> Maybe so. Who knows? But I, I know that he backed off for two or three laps just to make sure that it was all right. And once he felt comfortable, he turned the wick back up and the car looks good. Well, this is the kickoff to the 2022 race season. Our national tour, the NASCAR Pinty Series, will go green on May 14th at Sunset Speedway. So if you're over that way in Stroud, Ontario on May the 14th, you don't want to miss it. This year is going to be totally different than any year uh, in, in the recent past anyway. Pace truck, pace car, it's pit road. We are going back to Green. They go. Reed gets a good jump. Riley and Seabird a fight back in the bottom, but Reed got a really good jump on the start. He's going to settle into second on the bottom. Trevor Seabird looking for his spot. Coming back. off at turn number four, Riley. Oh, spinner in the back. 14 car. Brandon Carlson does a 316. Brandon did get it back going, but the yellow flag was already out. Is uh, further on back in the pack, kind of getting jammed up after that restart. Brandon Carlson and I believe Corbin Thomas may be getting together. Maybe it's somebody else as Brandon tries to sort his way back up through the pack. I was going to hit a break, but you know what? I can't. I can't. The action is too intense. We are on lap 274 of a 300-lap race. And I got a sneaky suspicion, gentlemen, that when we do go back to the green flag here, uh, it's going to be over before you know it. And I haven't got a clue who's going to win this one just yet. It's still up in the air, Joe, and anybody in that top five can pull off the victory in this one. As Riley Siebert, you saw him on that restart. Kyle Reed was up on the wheel and almost beat Riley to the start-finish line. Maybe just nicked him with the nose of the 42 car. Riley able to come back strong through one and two, though, and hold him off until that uh, yellow coming out again here on lap 274. So we'll see 
If Reed is up for another restart here, which you can bet with all the experience he has behind the wheel and also a race already under his belt, this year he is going to be very up on that steering wheel. This is two Easter Bunny 150s all in the same strokes. Gal Reed is kind of used to uh, laying laps down. And if you know Hickory Motor Speedway, you want to talk about a rough track, you go down to the turn one and two here, that's what that track is like all the way around. Full of character, provides excellent racing. Also want to mention, the APC Series had a really good test just last weekend at Delaware Speedway. Got some new asphalt down there, a lot of excited teams. There was a lot of real good cars present at Delaware Speedway for the APC Open Test. There is a testing policy this year for those guys, and uh, it's going to be mighty interesting. You don't want to miss the start of the APC Series as the pace car is uh, going to head down the safety pit road. Side by side, boys. Here it comes. Brad Thunder on its way to you. So the restart. Seward gets a jump. Reed gets a really good jump. He's going to lead him down into turn one. Seabird fights back. He's on the inside. He's going to power him down the back stretch. Side by side through three and four for the first six rows as they come off turn four. Kyle Reed going to try and take the lead. He is going to clear Seabird coming off at two, but Riley Seabird with a run back to the inside of him. A late breaking contest through three and four. Reed on the outside. Seabird on the inside. Tony Bradman. They touch on the front stretch. They go bumper to bumper. Reed drives it down. Seabird drives it up underneath him, going down the back stretch side by side. Seabird, you can see him pull on Reed going into three. Reed coming back around the outside, and he's going to try and keep Seabird pinched right down onto that white line, right where those bumps are as they work their way into three again. Seabird trying to clear Reed. Reed tucks in the line as they come off of four. Seabird back to the lead, the 42. Seabird, Reed gets into him. He has to back off and... The other Seabird takes the spot away. Reed had to back off or he would have sent Seabird around. Trevor Seabird now up to second. He's going to try and track down his son Riley for the race lead. And Kyle Reed. Oh, Reed drives it in deep. That's the back off again or he would have been in, spun him around. They're not leaving nothing on the table. Top three going at it. Don't look now. 280 laps complete. Here comes the 12 of Matt Sturley in that fourth spot. I don't think he's showing his full hand. Trevor Siebert, don't look now. Riley Siebert is also closing in. Dad trying to track down his son for the race lead, and what a battle that would be for the first and second spots is Trevor Siebert looking out the front windshield of his 69 car and his fellow lake excavating machine as they head down the back straight. And Riley able to get a good run coming off of turn number two through three and four towards you, Brad Mann. They do. It's Riley going to lead his father down into the corner. Reed is sitting in third. Shirley trying to close on the back bumper. Reed, that's the top three going down the back stretch with 17 to go. We'll see if Shirley can maybe swindle third place out of Kyle Reed. Reed's car not handling all the best as Shirley is starting to eat away at him as Reed, who's been fighting the eggs of the two the entire race, continues to have the back end step out on him. But no problems for Riley Siebert Joe. Daryl Orthon is looking really good in a 34 car. 
Horn Rouse is really starting to come on in that pub scar. That was last night's winner in the 34 car. He inherited the win late. So obviously he's figured it out last night. And he's posing in on the back bumper, surely. Riley Sieber continuing to set a torrid pace at the front of the field now, having to pick his way through lap traffic. They'll give him plenty of room as he pulls another gap, almost a straightaway advantage over his father, Matthew Shirley, coming in and going to the inside of Kyle Reed, making a little bit of contact. You saw Reed able to straighten it up as they go through one and two. Matthew on the top five in this race, if you can get it. Right now, 289 laps complete with the nine of Sieber. Dad is in tow in 69. That's Trevor. Reed sits in third. Shirley trying to track him down about two car lengths back. That's the race on the racetrack. Two Seabirds up front with lots of room. Shirley closes up on the back bumper of Reed. Down through one and two. One car length difference. Shirley looking for third. Ten to go. Riley Siebert running away with it again. Matthew Shirley putting the pressure on the 42 of Kyle Reed. Daryl Howard right there as well in the 34. As Riley Siebert looking for that $10,000 payday as he heads into one and two. The 42 of Reed back in that third spot in the 12 of Shirley. That's where the battle is right now for that third spot. Both want to be on the podium and throw the 34 into the mix. Knee sticks his hand up. Daryl says, don't forget about me. I got to be in that top three. As the 92 hits pit road. Yeah, Logan Jewell problems right in front of your leader. He gets to the safety of pit road. We will stay green. Seabird will have clear sailing here for another lap or so, but he's catching up to the tail end of the field as he works his way into turns three and four, but still a comfortable margin over Dad Trevor. Surely getting off of turn two really good, giving Reed a handful with five to go. It's the two Seabirds up front, Reed holding on to third, but he's got company. Right on the back bumper on the back stretch. Matthew Shirley helping Kyle Reed down the back straight in the number 12 machine. As Riley Siebert would hate to see a yellow right now with three laps to go at the start finish line. He is on his way into the race win with Trevor Siebert back there in second. Shirley and Reed still going at it for third. Into turn number three goes Riley Siebert off of four, two laps to go for the 0-9 machine. Trevor Siebert in second. The home track experience on this reconfigured racetrack paying dividends for Siebert as he heads into three one final time. And off of four, the white flag is out. One to go as he heads through one and two, Joe. And it's Trevor Siebert breaking it up. But in second, Riley Siebert off turn four. He goes to the checkered flag. He is your winner of the Western Rapids 300. Riley Siebert, the winner. Trevor Siebert, the 69 in second. The 42 of Kyle Reed in third. Matthew Shirley, the 12 in fourth. 34, Dave Howarth bringing it home in the fifth position as Riley Siebert Rolling her onto the front straight. Brings it around to the flag stand to celebrate with the fans here at Penticton Speedway. Checkered flag is going to get brought down to him, I think. So Riley can take a victory lap as your top three pulling over there towards victory lane. 
And Riley Siebert will receive the checkered flag down there on the front straight. And the lake excavating 0-9. The winner of the first annual $10,000 to win Western Rattler 300. And it's donut time. Unbelievable race here tonight at Penticton Speedway. Uh, unbelievable weekend. And capping it off with this big win, Riley Siebert. He celebrates at home here in Penticton. Siebert will do his victory lap around there. His dad, Trevor, already getting unbuckled in the 69 as your race winner will make his way over to Victory Square where Todd Lewis will be waiting down there for the interview. Riley is so excited he's just going to keep doing laps until maybe he runs out of fuel here. Donut time part two down on the front straight for Riley Siebert in the 09. There's one happy driver in behind the wheel of that 09 car. Watch the 42. Will the celebration ever end? Todd Lewis, I believe, is down there with second place, finishing Trevor Siebert while we uh, await the victory celebrations to calm down. Oh, no, I think if we're going to uh, enjoy the, uh, the celebrations of Riley Siebert. Treating the fans to a few donuts on the front stretch and coming around through turns three and four. And now the team makes their way over to offer congratulations as well. We talked to him at the midway point of the race, and he said, yeah, this car is unbelievable. It is, it is on rails. It is the best car here. And as long as we can keep the body panels on it, we should be up front and be able to lead the rest of the way. Well, that was uh, impacted a little bit after the midway break and the return to the back of the field. But Riley Seaver drove his way forward and claims the checkered flag here in the Western Rattler 300. Just getting the cap on, unbuckling, and he's going to come out and probably want to pick up the checkered flag and celebrate just a little bit more. Here he is out of the car. Give him a hand as he's going to wave that checkered flag and salute all the fans for coming out here to Penticton Speedway. He had a rocket ship and gives his crew a hug for giving him such a terrific car. And the father and son embrace, of course. Riley, the smile says it all, but... You, you said at the midway point you had the best car. You had to really prove it in the second half of the race, starting a little further back. Well, I, I didn't want to say it in the interview, but I knew we lifted the car too soon, and I didn't want to put it out on the PA, hoping maybe nobody noticed. But unfortunately, everybody noticed. And uh, we got to go to the back and, and try the whole thing again. And, and uh, I, you know, <laughs> I was a little cocky in the uh, the Facebook post and the release saying that this is my house and you're co not coming here to push me around and uh, luckily I backed it up so uh, yeah I'm this is probably the biggest win in my career so this this is just this is one of the best nights of my life this is awesome this is an enthusiastic Riley Seabird there's going to be a big check that's coming your way shortly and this is how special is it as well to win the first Western Rattler 300. Oh, it's I uh, yeah to be on that trophy now for the you know the rest of it, uh, and not only to finish one two uh, with with dad, uh, it, it's amazing because you know it, <laughs> he uh, he's got some late race tricks if uh, if he gets to a restart outside of me that I I'm still learning and stuff like that even at 30 years old I still haven't learned all his tricks yet so uh, I was <laughs> praying and praying and praying please don't throw a yellow please don't throw a yellow because I have him covered under green I just don't know about the restart so I'm, I'm glad that it uh, it was a long green flag run at the end there and worked out for me Riley Siebert brings it home your winner here at Penticton Speedway incredible run for that 09 car Redman this guy would fit 
the IWK 250. Wouldn't it be cool to see that 09 make the trip to the IWK 250? Wouldn't that be a feather in the cap? Get this one and be good enough to score one out there. Well, it definitely would be, Joe, and the IWK is a prestige event in Eastern Canada, so the invite's out there. Raleigh, this is his house. Well, bring your house back to the East Coast, and we'll see what you got. Well, I'll tell you what, this was the IWK of the West Coast. Uh, this is incredible to see. What a race here tonight, Cole. Doesn't get any better than what we just witnessed. Yeah, a lot of back and forth, and of course, Riley Siebert coming out with the uh, feel-good win in that 0-9 car. Dad Trevor coming in clutch with the second-place run, and Kyle Reed's strong finish as well in his first trip to Penticton Speedway in that 42 car. Can't uh, hang your head too bad with uh, the experience that those two guys in front of him had here at this racetrack for it being his first time out here and finishing in third strong run from the 42 car. Amazing. A lot of cars had a lot of good runs here. Uh, just an incredible three days that we've had out here in Penticton uh, and this area. Just incredible. Todd Lewis, down to you down there on Pitt Road. We'll let father and son share this moment in celebration just for a second. We'll grab Trevor for a quick word as we wrap things up. So he said you didn't get a chance to use all your tricks on him, and he was happy about the green flag run. But talk about a very strong run for, for you uh, here at Penticton Speedway and the success of this event. Well, I, uh, first thing I always want to do is thank the fans. I thank everyone from the Okanagan Valley, wherever you travel from, coming out and supporting this event. We're going to do it every year. crowd's going to get bigger. The field's going to get bigger. And uh, so big round of applause. Thank you for coming out and cheering us on. I hope we put on a good show for you guys. I know it's cold. Next year we're bringing in hotter weather for you as well. But, uh, yeah, what a, what a fun night. Um, 300 laps, about lap 100, I thought I already did 300. But, you know, as the race went on, I actually got more relaxed. I had nothing for Riley. I thought I, maybe I did. Maybe on a restart I would have uh, taught him one last thing that I haven't taught him, but I uh, didn't get that opportunity to do that, and I just couldn't get close to him. I had, I had nothing left there, and I'm, I'm so proud of him and, and the team. They worked really hard on these cars. Um, you know, we had a little mess up in the pits here when he came in, and uh, yeah, we had to go to the back. It just kind of made it fun uh, for, for the evening, so thanks. Congratulations on a great run and a great event. Unbelievable. Trevor also, a dynamite job. You want to talk about a busy guy, Brad, man, that Trevor Siebert and his whole family, uh, they've been nonstop, foot to the floor. I know he just ran 300 laps here at Panticton, but I'll tell you, the work has been ongoing here since they took over at the beginning of last year. It certainly has been, Joe, and, I mean, they were here working. Whenever we come in, they never ever stopped working, really. So uh, hats off to them for getting the racetrack up and ready and in shape uh, for the race. And uh, certainly the fans that were here tonight got to witness a great show in both classes, actually. So uh, it doesn't get much better than that, and it's only going to get bigger. So uh, for everybody that witnessed the first Rattler 300, thanks for coming out. But uh, don't wait uh, to get your seats for next year because you know this one will definitely be a lot bigger. Down to you, Todd Lewis. Our third finisher on the podium, Kyle Reed, led some laps tonight, looked strong, really gave Riley all you could handle on that final restart as well. Yeah, um, these guys are great to race with. They, uh, the facility here is great. Um, you know, they, were, they worked their butts off all week. We got here Thursday, they were still working on it. Um, hats off to these guys, hats off to the fans, everybody to come out to watch this. 
um, for the first race. You know, it's something to really build off of. A lot of good guys here. I can't thank all the guys that helped us this weekend. My father, my brother, the whole family. We had lots of people back east. Um, Jordan, Frank, the whole crew. And, uh, yeah, we, we had some obstacles. We cut a right front early. We wore the bottom of the sway bar off. So that, that changed things drastically. And, yeah, come back up through and got to race with these, these two guys. And that was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, it's a good time. Congratulations. Great run. Look forward to having you back again next year. Kyle Reed, a tremendously talented individual. Uh, look at the team he's got, Brad. You know, uh, that King Race team, uh, they're on both ends of the country this weekend, and they're uh, always doing a great job putting quality stuff on the racetrack. He just missed it by a tick tonight. Well, you know, Joe, you come down here, and uh, they never saw the racetrack before, so hats off to them, but... Uh... Andrew is, he just does an amazing job with these race cars that uh, he runs a shop for King Racing and these Fury race cars. He, he's certainly uh, built a name for the Fury race cars in the Maritimes. Uh, Ashley uh, Mater's car is uh, also a Fury race car, and I know Andrew had a, fan, had a hand in setting that up also. So these guys work on race cars every day. Uh, they have a full shop and... Uh, they're the preferred shop in the East Coast and just shows that they can take their talent and take it out of the East Coast and come down the U.S. or down in Western Canada and be a competitor and run up front and be a reckoned with and know that they were here. Uh, the other thing is, is that they got a couple of cars back home. They're going to keep this car out West. So you're going to see these reeds at other racetracks out west this winter or this summer for sure because that car will stay out here <clears throat> and we look forward they'll probably they'll definitely be back for the iwk 250 back home that's for sure so it would be nice to see the uh two locals here come out to the east coast uh, you know we had maritimers come out to the west coast so it'd be nice to see them truck two cars out they got a nice big hauler up there and uh, front stretch so they certainly got the equipment to haul it to the east coast and i'd like to see them come and uh, see what we got to offer in the east coast also to see how they uh, would rack up against the boys back on the east coast uh, you know how strong our pro stock series is back there and uh, it's a new sponsor uh, east coast international now sponsors the series and uh, dynamite race and joe you've watched it for years while we've broadcasted it and uh, it's every bit as good as what we saw here tonight, side by side, and uh, we have that back there also. And Andrew was uh, last year; uh, they sold one of uh, Jonathan Hickens' car to Greg Slonweight, and Slonweight went out and won the championship back home. So, just shows they uh, they know what they're doing with these race cars, and these Fury race cars are certainly competitive, no matter where they went. Easter Bunny, they were running top three, and they broke a ball joint. So. Uh, you know, the best of the best goes to the Easter Bunny. So these guys are on their game. Well, I'll tell you what. What we've seen here tonight on Rev TV Canada and heard on Sirius XM, Channel 167, was quality. Quality from front to back. Uh, I, Matt Shirley, look at the run he had here tonight. I know he was wicked fast in practice. 300 laps. He finished on the leaderboard up there, Cole. And... Uh, a number of cars here tonight, so many uh, that are quality machines. And I'll tell you what, brand new respect 
for absolutely every one of these drivers in this pit. And how about uh, Daryl Howard for the West Car guys and the, the BC boys finishing in the fifth spot, of course, Trevor and Riley Siebert finishing up near the uh, the top there with Riley winning and Trevor finishing in second. But uh, Daryl, the highest finishing West Car car out there, that, that went together very well. It did. And uh, nothing uh, nothing to be ashamed about with that performance. Fifth place run for Daryl, as well as collecting the 2500 bucks for winning the Baker's Dozen qualifying race last night. Not too shabby of a weekend for the driver out of Prince George. We are going to step out, take a quick, quick break here on Race Time Radio. We will be back with closing thoughts, take you to the top of the hour on Sirius XM, and we will be back live. Stay with us. Hey, race fans. Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Twitter's a great race fan tool. But I promise you, nothing feels better than a good yell. Now, back to more Race Time Radio. You know, I'm not really good at this Twitter stuff. Uh, I have trouble just dialing a phone, you know that. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. What a race here tonight at Penticton Speedway. The Western Rattler 300 is firmly in Canadian racing history. And you got to put the name Riley Siebert at the top of the list. The 09 car goes to victory lane. Yeah, thanks, Joe. And we will continue on with the programming for Race Time Radio till the top of the hour. Still a few minutes until that. But for everybody viewing on Rev TV as well as Shaw Spotlight, thank you all for tuning in here for the first annual Western Rattler 300. We thank uh, every member of the broadcast team from Joe up here in the booth, myself, Todd Lewis, and Brad Mann down there pit side as well. We say thank you from viewing and good night from Penticton Speedway. And we'll see you later, Rev TV. 
Todd Lewis, closing thoughts. Give me your thoughts on this one, big guy. Dominating victory by Riley Siebert. He said he had the car, he proved it, and uh, it was a, a dominating victory. But a lot of great racing throughout the field we saw, as uh, as you mentioned, from east and west, a, a terrific run from uh, from uh, the 42 car to make his way up onto the podium. Nice run from, from Matt Shirley as well. So it's great to see representation from across the country. And as everyone has said, this is the first of what is now an annual event and will be kicking off the racing season, not just out west, but pretty much across Canada. So the fields will grow, as, as Trevor mentioned in his post-race interview. So uh, there are only good things to come from, from the Western Rattler 300 here at Penticton. Good luck getting into this place next year. That's all I got to say. We're going to have cars literally from everywhere. As we did this year, more of the same in 2023. Bradman, closing thoughts. What do you got? Well, Joe, it's everything we thought it would be after watching practice and watching qualifying last night. Uh, it was certainly a great show, side-by-side -side racing. Uh, just had a long little chat with Chris Reed here and they actually finished the race with no sway bar. Those sparks you saw coming off early grinded the bolts off for the sway bar. So he had his hands full, done a great job. Uh, lots of good race cars and lots of race cars still in one piece, Joe. There was a lot of give and take and uh, not a lot of cars tore up. Usually when you have a 300-lap race, you'll see a lot of rigging tore up. Not so here. Nice racetrack, nice big and wide. Got room for forgiving. And it was a heck of a show, and it'll only get bigger, as we said. This is the first one. I can't imagine what next year will look like. Good job down there on turn number one and two here at Penticton. Brad Mann, all the way from Hamilton, New Brunswick, to take this win in. Cole Sorensen, come on. Give me your take on tonight's events. The weekend. Well, it, uh, from the start of it, it's been action-packed. I think we got all the chaos out of the way last night with uh, the incidents we had early on, the guys getting back into the flow of things. And this tonight ran fairly smoothly. We saw a great street stock race with Billy Coles coming out on top with a great battle with Kale Woodski and a great late model race with Riley Siebert, of course, coming out on top in the 0-9. And I know uh, we were kind of wondering if he was going to be able to keep up that pace after that halfway break. And Riley showed us that uh, that pace was there for the entire race in the lake excavating 0-9. And another uh, indication of somebody going to the back of the field and then having enough to drive right up to the front. And a very cool moment as well with Dad Trevor finishing off in second to uh, make it a Siebert family 1-2. And what a reward for all the work that they have put into this facility as well as putting up the $10,000 uh, to win this race. Unfortunately, they get to put that uh, back into the pocketbook to help out a little bit here, as I know it'll be a busy season coming up at Penticton Speedway with a lot of action throughout the spring and summer months. Well, Cole, you did an outstanding job. The broadcaster of the family right here. Uh, you got the Canada 200 coming up still. You got lots of RS1 happening out here. You got a busy summer? Yes, I'll have a busy summer at West Shore Motorsports Park for its final season on Vancouver Island. We'll have the Canada 200 coming up live on All North Racing uh, here on Rev TV. Well, formally, we've signed off from Rev TV now, but uh, Race Time Radio, of course, still continuing its coverage here to the top of the hour. We'll have that Labor Day weekend on the Labor Day Sunday, as we've had for the last few years, uh, as well as here at Penticton Speedway, Avion RS1 Series, the Avion Sprint Car Series, and they're actually going to have wing pavement sprint cars coming up here uh, August 5th and 6th. So that'll be a great show and a great addition to the schedule, in addition to all the other great racing that they have with the RS1 Series. Well, safe travels, my friend. Uh, hopefully we can all meet up again 
at that Bridge City 200 in Saskatoon. Halfway for you, halfway for us. Sound like a plane? If there's a plane ticket waiting for me, uh, I shouldn't have any problem. Well, look at us go. Okay, my final thoughts. Last word. I get it. Uh, Got to thank Sirius XM, Joe Thistle, Aaron Paper, uh, all of you guys back at Sirius XM. Thanks so much for getting us on here. And uh, to all of our partners at Rev TV Canada, Shaw, uh, and the hospitality out here in Penticton, B.C., unbelievable. The Trevor, Trevor Siebert, his whole family, uh, we have truly been blessed and had a great time here. Got to thank Susie Q back in the Race Time Radio studio, my sister Brenda. Uh, they've been keeping us all up to date on racetimeradio.com and Dedication Plus. Uh, can't thank you enough back there, ladies. And to all of you for tuning in to Race Time Radio. Don't forget to join us every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Of course, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. But that's going to do it for us here tonight at Penticton Speedway. It's in the history books. Riley Siebert. Remember that name. Hopefully we see him on the East Coast. That does it for us. Have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home.